Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe and myself, David. The best trio since Rush, as you all know out there. We're going to be doing the 10th podcast and we'll be discussing Queen's 10th album, Hot Space. Can't wait to get into, into chatting about this album. Very controversial album for Queen fans and just music fans altogether. It sort of falls into that kind of... Tin Machine category where it's the it's the dreaded album, the, the terrible album, and we'll discuss a wee bit further if we think that's warranted um, when we actually get into talking about the album. Um, as usual, thanks for listening, and a big shout out, but in case I forget, to Leighton, um, who on Twitter uh, managed to hook us up with a copy of the game, the 5.1 version, and just brilliant. I just think it's great that you know people are actually reaching out to us and offering us presents and things like that you know it's really cool and a uh, big thanks to him and uh, if you get the chance to listen to it it's, it's absolutely excellent and as Leighton said for such a tight sounding album the the 5.1 thing really works on it so if you get a, get a chance to hear it go for it it's really really cool also another shout out to Sabbath Bloody Podcast um, you know the Paul the gent's name I keep forgetting it uh, Rye Rye aye thanks big shout out to Rye at the Sabbath Bloody Podcast um, he gave us a little shout on the, the Aussie podcast last night, and I think that's that's absolutely brilliant. So, um, and a shout out to all the the podcasts that are doing the you know the deep dives like like we are with Queen. I think it's brilliant. You know, someone taking the time to really discuss our band's music doesn't matter what what band it is. You know, it's all good. You know, so it's fantastic, and we're just very humble to be part of it all. You know, so excellent, good stuff. Um, Right, let's go. Let's let's talk about Hot Space then. So the album was released on the 21st of May 1982. And of course, as we all know, and even if you're not that familiar with this album, you'll know that there was a shift in sound on this album. Well, for at least half the tracks, you would say, on this album, um, there was definitely a shift in sound. And in Freddie's words, when he was at the Milton Keynes gig, he said it falls into the funk slash black category. Um, so the R&B sound, the funk sound, the, you know, the soul sound they were trying to create on this album for certain tracks. Um, the common story for, for Queen Heading in this direction was that Freddie's assistant, Paul Prenter, sort of influenced Freddie, pressured Freddie, whatever way you want to look at it, and, uh, and so ultimately the band into making it sound like, as Roger said, like you're walking into a gay bar. We're going to discuss that in a wee bit more detail and, and really find out why the album really, maybe from our point of view and our opinion, why it does sound the way it sounds and, and maybe, <laughs> dare I say it, who's to blame um, for, for the album sounding the way it does. And I mean that in, in the broadest possible term. Um, the album was recorded again in Munich and uh, Mountain Studios in Montreux was also used. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you gents know that, but I think maybe Montreux was when they did uh, Under Pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know, don't quote me on that one. Maybe there's a Queen fan out there. Paul's nodding, so I think maybe, <laughs> maybe that is the case. Um, so the album was reasonably successful. It got to number four in the UK and number 22 in the US. I've not really been able to find much in the way of reviews for, for Hot Space. I don't know if, uh, if any of you gents found much now. No. 
No, no there's not much at all, man. No, nothing out there. I, I really struggled to find anything. I mean, quite like, I quite like to have heard some of the reviews from, from the time when it came out. I think um, people are maybe too depressed at the time. <laughs> possibly. They actually right. review it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, we'll leave it at that. We, we, we've all got our own opinions on it anyway. And that's, I guess that's what matters. Uh, right, hot space. Let's get right to it, I suppose. So, um, Paul, I'm going to come to you first. Hot space. How would you how would you sort of start things off with 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 the album? Um, yeah, you know, like like a lot of Queen fans, you know, uh, this is an album that I, you know, didn't really give much attention to. Um, if you'd asked me before I started doing this podcast about Hot Space, I would have said, yeah, Under Pressure, Last Palabras, De Amour, um, and that's probably about it, really. Um, the, the only tracks I'd really liked on it, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I, I haven't given it a listen. It's it's not the complete and utter disaster that, that it's painted as. Um, having said that, there's a lot of problems, but, you know, that I've got with, you know, with this album. In particular, the, the funk, black, disco, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, songs. Um, just because they did it better on, like, the game and you know, uh, mm-hmm. on jazz with, with fun, it they, they just did it better before. So, um, and then you know, the, you know, the the rest of the album is is a fairly straight kind of pop pop stuff, you know, um, yeah. and there, and there's some good stuff in there that, I, that I've I've discovered, you know. So, you know, a bit a bit like uh, a bit like jazz, or you know, ha- having given it a bit of time. Uh, it's not as bad as what I thought it was, um, but at the same time, you know, if I had a choice of what Queen album wanted to listen to, uh, it probably wouldn't be Hot Space. You know, that's yeah. that's about the best I could say about it, really. Yeah, I mean, I think um, just something you you sort of mentioned, you know, like the you know, you know, probably half of it's kind of just like a pop slash rock album you know and, and I think that's probably one of the misconceptions about Hot Space you, you know if you had heard the album you'd think it was wall to wall really bad disco you know from track 1 to track 11 and uh, and I think as we discuss the tracks you'll, you'll realise that's not the case and if you know the album well you'll know that's not the case either Joe I'm going to come to you um, anything anything to add into the mix here with, uh, with uh, the sound of the album and what it, what it means to you I suppose I'm just going to say that you know what everybody's probably expecting you know when this was was never one of my favourite Queen records. Um, that's you know I think that would any proper Queen fan would probably agree. Even if you weren't a proper Queen fan and you heard this, you would maybe mm-hmm. think some of the tracks were extremely dodgy. Um, but again, um, again, I uh, I actually I like I like probably about half of this album a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of these songs are are. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Is a disservice to a lot of these songs because of the instrument, the instrument choices that they used. Yeah. Not necessarily, so, not necessarily the songs yeah. themselves. We'll get into that more in depth. I think that, like I said, I think there's only really, there's only really three songs on this record for me that just don't, don't would not belong in a Queen album. But the, the other ones, if changed the instrumentation, just something as simple as that. You know, re, re, did it with uh, the traditional guitar, you know, bass and proper live drums. 
Um, the song, I think the, the songs in this that would have been, people would probably would maybe ha- have a totally different opinion on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's um, a lot of this record isn't, it doesn't rest all completely on bad songwriting as such. I think it's just bad instrument choices for certain songs and obviously very dated production. Uh, I think that that's something that, you know, I even think when this came out, it probably sounded pretty shit. Um, you know, some of the synth sounds and stuff, you know, very yeah. they, they just don't age well. Do you know what I mean? And I don't even think, at, like I said, I don't think at the time when this came out, it would have been particularly, it would have particularly sounded great at the time compared to other acts that were doing similar stuff, you know, like Shaka Khan and Sheik yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, their, yeah. their shit sounded way, way better from a production point. It so, was authentic, but, yeah, yeah. Aye, aye, exactly. It was authentic, yeah. you know. But, I mean, and, uh, without getting too much in it, I understand, understand why it, it, get, it got the kick in that it did. You know, I'm trying, like you said, David, I try to put myself into the mindset of a Queen fan at the time. And obviously, you know, anybody obviously hasn't heard the game uh, podcast yet, well, uh, you'll obviously hear this and you'll know how much we loved that album collectively. Uh, and I think coming from that, you know, uh, you would be like, what the fuck is actually going on with these guys, you know? And, and it, 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 yeah. it isn't a surprise to find out that there was, uh, you know, there was definite um, divisions in the band at this point because it's all over the record. But yeah, I don't yeah. think it's as bad. I don't. I genuinely don't think it's as bad as it gets, you know, it gets credit for being. Yeah, I'll just pick up here and then. Uh, I, I I think it's forgivable. You know, some people are looking at this album and saying it's that's unforgivable. Why did they? No. And 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 you know maybe there's a bit of a hypocrite coming out in me because I, I really went for the throat on jazz. You know, and on this one I'm probably going to be more defensive. I think it's probably because the album maybe gets overly slated as being completely redundant. It's not completely that's, redundant. There's, there's good music on this this album, and. I think because jazz, you know, it was, it was a problematic album for a lot of Queen fans, but it was never slated. It was never absolutely, you know, confined to the to the, you know, the bin. And if it had been, I would probably be defending jazz on the jazz podcast more than, you know, yep, so yep. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. There's contradictions here and, and I'm a bit all over the place, but I feel I'm maybe we're going to be defending this a little bit more, but the boot will be getting in when it deserves to as well. But, um, uh, is it a terrible album? No, it's not. Is it a good album? No, I don't. I, I personally don't think it's no. a good album. But it's not a bad. It's not all bad. You know, it's it's kind of one of these. Okay, it's, it, it is what it is. It's almost one yep. of these ones. It's it's all right. It's yep. an all right album. Yeah, you know? I think it'd have been hard to accept. Like you always go back to it. Hard to accept at the time. Oh you yeah. Know, what came previous? Hundred you know? percent. Yeah. But yeah. I, but in hindsight, I totally agree with you. I mean, go back with an unbiased view. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And if I'm being brutally honest, do I think the album was a mistake or the, the direction they tried to pull half the tracks in? Yeah, it was. It was a mistake, but that's part of a creative process. It's part of being in a band. You make mistakes. And and I think the whole, um, you know, as we're going to talk about later, as, as we mentioned, it's owning that mistake and owning that failure and owning that that, that seems to be a, have been a problem for Queen like later years, you know, and owning that, you know, that... Um, if owning the failure, if you want to call it that. So, but we'll get to that later. Um, I think just at times on the album, there's certain tracks where you would have thought their tongue was in their cheek, but I think sadly it's not. And I think hmm. because of that, it makes some of the stuff sound even more tragic, you know? And um, this album, without doubt, has got some, some of Queen's worst moments. And don't get me wrong, there's, there's stuff like later on, you know, that, that 
<laughs> that that you know it, it could easily be just as bad as some of the things we're going to discuss on this. So um, actually worse. Yeah, in some <laughs> cases it is, Joe. You're right. You're right. In some cases it is worse. Anyway, let's get to it. Let's let's get right into the tracks. I think what I'm going to do, just as a wee bit of a difference, I think I'm going to go track by track with this one. And the reason for it is because side one is very much of a style, and side two is a bit more varied. So let's let's talk about the side one. Let's take a wee break and talk about the album, and then we'll finish off with uh, side two. I'm talking to side one and side two because we're old bastards and we're used to cassette tapes and vinyl, so that's, that's just the way it is. Yep. Um, Paul, can you start us off, right? Stay in power. So you're sitting um, there in 1982. You're, you're, yes, the new Queen album. You take it up the road. You put the needle on the vinyl, and yeah. power kicks in. And then, then I'm hearing synth bass and horns and, you know... Um, yeah, um, and I, I've probably already heard um, body language by this point as well. So, oh, of course, ah, I'm, yeah. I'm going yeah. to be <laughs> for the for the first few bars. I'm just going to be thoroughly depressed. I think if you know if I'm the type of Queen fan who's into you know the the traditional Queen sound and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know. Maybe we're doing Queen fans at the time a bit of a disservice. Maybe maybe they were savvy enough to know that this band was a bit different in terms of how they approach things because it was, it was four different guys writing different types of music and songs and mm-hmm. all that. So maybe maybe they were more, you know, uh, prepared for that type of thing. But we certainly, like not. you say, body language. I certainly have set them up in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, so you know. <sighs> The problem I've got, you know, uh, with the with the kind of I don't even know what you call it, funk disco, you know, those An type emotion. of tra- <laughs> <laughs> those type of tracks is that that they're using synth bass and it sounds awful. Um, and and sitting in the control room, you've got one of the great bass players in rock, and who, who you know on the last album created one of the great funk bass riffs of all time and he's sitting in the control room twiddling his thumbs and you're going do with some keys you know yeah and i'm not i'm not a you know i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to that type of music funk disco whatever um but i, I do know that you need a bottom end yeah so yeah, you, need, totally. you need you need an electric bass thickness and there and you need proper drums that's the whole point of funk. And <laughs> the, both those things aren't present in this song. Yeah. D- don't get me wrong, when they play it live, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because they use proper drums. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, they don't use a bass, though. Do, do John plays no, a, John plays a guitar, guitar. Don't you, funnily yeah, enough. That's right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yep. it still sounds amazing. still sounds a lot better than it does on the, on the record. Another um, example of them taking a track and, and doing it completely different live. You know, oh, yeah. you know, as we talked about in previous podcasts, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and making making it a better song, not only a better live version, they turned into a better song. I think live, yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the, the the saving grace for for all these songs is that Freddie fucking sounds amazing. You know, as uh, the irony, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, his voice is is incredible on, on this album. You know, it is. Album. It really is. I, um, you know, the bit power, power, it's fucking yeah. brilliant. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, a, a bit of a, as, as I said at the start, they, they did this type of stuff better before and 
even the synth sounds they were they, they were amazing on Flash Gordon. Yeah. And then we get to this album and they sound cheap and crap again. I, I don't, yeah. you know, what, what yeah. what's going on, you know? Using the same yeah. machine as well, that OBX yeah. thing. Yeah, Oberheim, yeah. yeah. Ober, yeah. sorry, yeah, that's the one. But, no, but OBI, you're right, you're both right. <laughs> OB, oh, is it OBX? OBX? <laughs> <laughs> ah, right, okay, right. <laughs> um, I, I'll just, I've, I've really not got much to add, to add, so I'll let Joe come in um, probably within seconds here. Um, the only thing I would say is, you know, 1982, getting the vinyl and putting it on, I think I, I genuinely think as a Queen fan, being the person I am, and you know, if you transport transport that person in nineteen eighty two, the new Queen album, I'd probably be crying. Mm-hmm. I think I possibly genuinely I am not even joking, I would probably have my hand my hands in my in my face. And probably by the time track two kicked in and the way it kicks in, I'd have probably ripped it off the fucking turntable and smashed it against the fucking wall. Now, that's 1982. That's me, a Queen fan of 1982. We've got yeah, hindsight. Yeah. We're in 2020. We're going to look at this album and talk about it for, for, for the album that it actually is and not the first reaction kind of thing. So mm. they're, they're two different things completely. But yeah, I would have been completely distressed <laughs> hearing, that, hearing that first, first song. Um, just a couple of quick things. I think the song sounds like, you know, my wife actually said when I've been listening to this, this album, she's, she's familiar with some of the tracks in this album. And um, she said it sounds like a game show theme. <laughs> yeah, and it actually does. You know, Brilliant, Brucey. Brucey, come out. You know with the, the you know the fist <laughs> on the head and all that. You know, you'll see. Strike it lucky. I got, I got hell of a that. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> you, you, know, you, it, you see it all the gra- graphics flying about, not the <laughs> yeah, screen. Terrible. Yeah, Because yeah, even yeah. some of the some of the senses you're seeing probably go. You know, it's gonna as a game show as fuck. Welcome to game show as fuck. Yeah, I wish it power. Nice to see you. See you, nice. You know, you'd be that kind of stuff, you know. Terrible. (laughs) uh, Another thing is, I think Joe mentioned, I think, I don't know if it was on the pod or maybe off the pod about uh, uh, Arif Marden and his work before. So he'd worked with uh, Aretha Franklin and the Bee Gees and all that, you know, doing the descent, the the horns and all that. And listen, that's no reflection on it. It's nothing to do with him. He's not fucked the song up in any way. He's just putting horns on top of a song that already existed. But it's a shame you'd someone who had probably had a bit of pedigree and couldn't, just couldn't save this song either, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that as well. But anyway, that, that's probably all I'm going to say on it. So Joe, you want to you want to jump in here? All this, all the outrage <laughs> that I would feel. Um, I I'll just start by saying something. Yeah, I think maybe we put people more in the picture. But, I mean, anybody listening to this knows I I, I consider myself a metal queen fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, primarily being I want to hear those guitars. You know, I've obviously said before that I love all most pretty much all the seventies stuff. You know, even yeah. the, the softer stuff. I love all that. But I come from I'm a metal queen fan, uh-huh. and I think you know we're talking about there's different types of queen fans. So, so setting the picture of that, absolutely. You know, I want to hear some. I want to hear Brian May ripping, um, at least on at least on you know on average four forty five songs on you know previous records. He would he would shine on at least at least half the record anyway normally. Predominantly, um, but yeah, putting this on would have been an absolute fucking buzzkill, man. <laughs> I would have probably, I would have done all the same stuff as you, man. I would have been like, "Fuck this band! This band are dead to me." Um, yeah. Because it's just as uh, on on first listening to this, uh, the, the queen that I love isn't on here. The, 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 yeah. not, it's not present. Nothing, nothing is present other than Freddie's voice. I don't hear, I don't hear Brian. I don't, I don't even hear Roger. I don't even hear John, to be honest. Um, 
and this is the first song on their new record. So right away, I'm like, right, what the fuck is this? You know, but obviously, you know, having all the hindsight, you know, like 30 years, well, what, 37 years hindsight or whatever it is, 38, whatever it is, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, looking at this song now, I actually like this song. I think the song's a good song, but like I, like I said at the start of the podcast, I think what lets this song down is the instruments they chose to play. This, you know, obviously with the live version proved it. It was it was bass, drums, guitar, rocked up. It's exactly the same song. They're just they're just not doing it on shit synthesizers, and it sounds like a fucking good song because I think Stain Power is actually a very good song. I actually might say Stain Power is actually one of my favourite songs in this album, but I know that's probably like what the fuck are you talking about. But I think the song's good. I just think that the very yeah, very the bad. And I think the stru- I think the structure's really, really good on it. I think it's actually it's, it's actually more complex than you think because um you know, as as uh, you you, David and Paul know, I've I've, I've been working on a kind of metal metal cover of this song. Just oh, uh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in my own way, trying to, you know, see how I hear hear it in my head because I think there's a lot of well, people will probably hear it soon, but when you actually put a lot of the, these parts on a heavy guitar, it's a heavy song. And um, and it's very difficult to play. I mean, I had a new appreciation when I've tried to work it out on the guitar because it's fucking hard. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. There's a lot of really hard stuff in there. So, so I mean, there's more, more, more musicianship in it than you think. Than you I, think, kind of absolutely. It's, it's actually it's, it's really a lot of smart t- turns. Mm. Uh, it takes a lot of smart um, kind of you know turns yeah. and zigs and zags and stuff like that. I think it's, it's interesting. I think it's interesting what you're saying about the it's all been a heavy song. Because I think that's. Primarily about Paul saying it's like you know just because they, they you know they you know you use real drums use a real bass and you've, you've got I, that weight behind it you've already exactly. got the the basis for a for a you know and, uh, and, and and funk bands had a proper band they didn't it wasn't all yep. drum machines and it was proper bands they had and I, yeah, phenomenal exactly. musicians you know like Queen you know absolutely, and absolutely. as Paul says I, I totally take that point with from Paul you know wasted wasting yep. talent that's sitting there in the studio you know and absolutely that's that's, that's a shame. Let's, 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 sorry, Joe. Oh, so, oh no, so I'm just going to say, um, like you know, obviously I've stated that, that you know that I think the actual song's okay, and instrumentation is just the wrong choice. But um, as well, um, the lyrics are seedy as fuck. Like they're just there's a lot of it. It's just I. I mean, as it's it's really seedy lyrics going on. You know, what I mean, when you actually think about some of the stuff that he's saying, and they're just like, what the fuck, man? There's a lot of there's a lot of sexual aggression in this album. Well, right. se- se- certainly on the. <laughs> Oh, and I've got my tracks. It's like Aye, forceful, no, forceful yeah. sexual aggression. It's like yeah, it's, but, uh, yeah. a bit unsettling at times. Aye, <laughs> pretty much. Aye, uh, totally. But right, uh, well, let's that's stay in power. Let's let's move on. I've got ten more tracks to crack through, so we'll try and get get through them get as quickly as we can. So, um, Paul Dancer, are you a dancer? Dancer, yeah, dancer. Ah, yeah, um, Scottish dancer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Brian May does disco, um, but he did it. He did it better with Dragon Attack in the last album, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. um, for a start it had a bass on it. You know, um, his synth bass isn't as bad as maybe Freddie's and Stain Power. It's, it's got a wee bit more going for it. You know, I think it's a bit more low end in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of fatter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's actually quite a catchy tune. It's you know um, yeah. May, maybe this should have been the single. 
you know, instead of body yeah. language, you know. After about, you I know, suppose after, there's guitars in there, there's familiarity yeah, in there, yeah, there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and it's totally alien. It's recognisable yeah. as, as Queen because it's got, like, yeah, a guitar in it. And all and that, some, it's got some harmonies as well, isn't it? Some vocal harmony stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right, that's yeah. right. And that's the right, chorus. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but like the previous track, the, the thing that it's got going for it is Freddie is having a fucking great time singing it, you know. Um, yeah. His vocals are off the chain, you know. Um, so you know, I, you know, the legend is that you know the rest of the band pretty much hated this album, but Freddie seems to be having a good time anyway. So um, yeah, it's a it's a catch it off. Uh, you know, it's it's quite hooky and all that. Um, and and the guitars are yeah, the guitars are okay. They're, 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 yeah, it's that's what it is. You know, again, it's like. It's not no, the worst moment in this album, certainly, no, is it? No, no it no, certainly no. is not. But, no. you know, if I, if I never had to hear this song ever again, I, I, you know... I, You'd be okay with it, can I, I, <laughs> I, I and, and it's like... A, a Queen song shouldn't be like this. They should, you know, they, they, they should... They should never be boring, you know? Or just like, oh, God, whatever. Throw away. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, there should always be something, but, but I guess there is something. The, the fact that Freddie sings on it is the it's saving grace, I guess. And and it, it, it's a it's a catching off we we song, but you know it's not it's not my cup of tea. Joe, you want to come in now? Dancer, yeah, dancer. Um, <clears throat> I pre- I mean, I agree with Paul. I mean, it's yeah. Is it one of Queen's great songs? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> And I totally agree. For, for someday with, it might be. If there's anybody that's dad's <laughs> our favourite you need to you need to hook us up. You need to hook us up. Some dancer love. Um <laughs> I, I, I think there's again I, I think again turn turn those keyboards down and, and play that guitar riff, the exact same thing on the guitar, but more prominent. I know he does he does mimic it, but it's very low in the mix. Again, I think you've got a you've got a song that's actually got some actually potential balls, but mm. just the wrong choice of instrument to you know to you know to be the the driving yeah, force in the stuff. song yeah, and yeah, stuff. It's yeah, like yeah. what what the fuck what the fuck are you thinking? You know, um, I think the guitar solo was really cool. Actually, I think the guitar solo was pretty yeah. pretty ripping in it. Yeah, the solo was uh, cool. Yeah, I, I, I think the solo is again. It's kind of got that, a wee bit of the old game attitude, and the and the, mm. the solo is kind of like. Disharmonic and stuff like that, and he's like, kind of sounds almost jammy. And I don't know, I think I I thought. Sorry, just not to interrupt, I'll let you continue, but just as a whole, I think guitar playing on this album and the soloing on the the more funk bass, whatever you want, you know, all the the things I've said before, it's fucking the soloing's actually really, really cool on this album. I really like it, you know. The guy, the guy's a great like he's making up for something, yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. yeah, uh, it's got absolutely terrible lyrics, but that's pretty much yeah. across the entire album. The lyrics are yeah. shocking in this record. Um, but Freddie, I've got to agree, man. Freddie's like fucking off the chain on the vocals. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I get it. I kind of find it hard to really, well, I hard to kind of hate it or anything like that because I think no. he's singing so fucking powerful on it. So I'm just like, I just spend most of my time listening to God, listen to that guy's voice yeah. rather than listen, listen to that but- song. But that, that makes it all the more tragic that the you know I was wasted. the back track shit you know absolutely yeah, yeah. You know, like obviously the way to go off Mr. Bad Guy you know, yeah. Mr. Bad Guy exactly the yeah. same thing uh, backing tracks yeah. fucking it sounds like it was you know Toys R Us it was written in Toys R Us uh, instruments but the, the vocals are <laughs> like Goliath you know what I mean but sorry yeah. one more thing I'll say before I don't want to go on too much is um, 
I could actually strip this down and put on a guitar, bass, and drums, more natural, uh, organic sound. I think it could have fit on the game. Definitely. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, at the very worst, if they, like you say, they, you know, the proper instruments were used, proper and inverted commas. Absolutely. It's yeah. all subjective in it. But, um, you know, even if it was a B side to one of the tracks on the game, you'd be like, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's, a, that's a, good a really good track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look at it like yeah, that. You right. know, yeah, lyrics right. are, yeah, I agree with you. Lyrics are they're ridiculous, um, as they are in a lot of the album. But um, there's, there's a few things that, that, that are, you know, because I think you guys are kind of. You know, you've kind of praised it as well, you know, so there's a few things. I, I, I don't think it's a, it's a terrible song. It's just, it, it kind of, as Paul said, it is what it is. It's kind of, I agree. And, um, and the synth riff itself is pretty fucking goofy as well. You're like fucking, you know, it's just, Jesus, you're trying to be cool, but you sound like a fucking goofy bastard. You know, it's like... Uh, <laughs> back back um, in, do you, know, do you know, I agree, though, uh, if I was like, a tar, dun, 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 no, it's no, hundred percent, Joe. Actually, it's good. Uh, you know, definitely, I don't disagree at all. There's just a couple of things that are, you know, there's there's a couple of bits where Freddie's doing kind of breathing, but I think it's before it says hot space. He's like, <laughs> the noise breathing stuff. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, right, okay. CD. You know, uh, and there's a bit where he, I think it's the start uh, or the end of a verse. I can't remember. I think it's the end of a verse. It says cool, and you're like, oh fucking hell, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like if you're having to say cool, you're clearly not fucking cool. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just like, it's always like you have to put that, you're almost putting that in the song to make yourself sound like you're cool as fuck and you're no, it's, it's, there's some, there is some tragic moments on this album, I have to say, like that, you know, where yeah. it's like, you know, you're giving me, <laughs> you're so wide of the fucking mark and what actually is cool, <laughs> it's fucking, you know, ah, exactly. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the guitars, guitar, guitar sound is really cool on this actually, and the solo, as Joe said, is, is, it's a really, really cool solo. And uh, yeah, so that's Dancer, man. <laughs> so we move on. <laughs> uh, we move on then. We move on to Back Chat. So, so Joe, you start us off with Back Chat now. Back Chat. Again, man, this is one of the songs that I just, like, I just genuinely don't think belongs on a Queen record. Um, and again, I don't think it's, it's necessarily a bad song. If, if another band had released that song at that time, I'd yeah. have probably thought that's, that's a pretty decent kind of pop funk song or however, however you want to categorise it. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, it sounds like it could have been on Thriller by Michael Jackson to me. Like I can yeah. totally see Michael Jackson rattling this song out. It's just get that. makes sense given Michael Jackson was all about this album. Absolutely. Apparently it was like an inspiration for him to do Thriller. Yeah. Which is fucking insane really when you think about it. I think that was his own mod this album is. Yeah, I don't think that was even. I, I don't think that was. I don't think that was even a rumor either. I think Michael Jackson was actually. Cool. Aye, he was. Aye, aye. Yeah, totally. So something um, like that. I only the king of pop, you know. Three assholes right, well, from Glasgow, you know. What do we know? No, but anyway, to, we're not going to anything else about Michael Jackson. We'll just fucking leave it there. I let's just leave that. Um, I and uh, it's just like it's just again other than the guitar solo. Brian May and Roger Taylor just aren't on this track. Like, they're, they're just fucking not there. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, Brian, jo- comes, jo- 
Brian comes in at the end, doesn't he, with the kind of bluesy yeah, but, but it's, it's on the fade out. Yeah, I, I yeah. think he was maybe eating, eating like like his dinner, and they went, "Oh, Brian, you want to fly fire a solo in this? He's half June. Aye, okay, I'll jump in." I think the solo. No, I just just I think the solo is excellent on this. I think Aye, the solo fucking brilliant on this. Too good for the song. It's fucking. I think it's brilliant. I agree. Sorry, Joe. No, no, no. No, I totally agree with you. I think the solo is great. Aye, but it's the only fucking great thing about it. But again. Like when I'm saying that I don't hear Roger, like a lot of the songs in this record, I think Roger, the safety Roger, play a beat and then they just looked at it. I don't think there's a lot of live drumming in this record. No, I mean, obviously, like, like, like Stain Power's drum. a drum machine by, Aye, you know, exactly. you know so there you, you go. know, there's, there's, that, there's no call, uh, no, no call for a proper rhythm section um, yeah. at all. And obviously Brian does the solo, John obviously plays, um, for what I can gather, plays all the rhythm guitars on it as well. That's right, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, do I think it's a bad song? No, I don't think it's a bad song, but it doesn't, in my eyes, belong on, on a Queen record. There's, right, there's so nothing does... familiar. Ah, right, okay. Sorry, sorry. So, Joe, you said that does 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 John play all the all the guitars apart? I play the solo. Even the kind of kind of driven bit. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I actually quite like that bit. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's, oh, it's, it's uh, actually it, it keeps it really tight. It's yeah, it's like, like proper funk guitar. Um, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, and and as what what's the other track that in the last album that uh, John plays? Oh, another one, Bass of Dust. Yeah, of course, yeah. And and it's nice and tight. And we were saying Brian probably wouldn't be able to do that. Have the discipline just to play simple chords and keep them tight, and you know. Yeah, and I think that's it. I think you know. You know whether you know this is John's track and whether it's a successful track. You know we're, we're obviously just talking about that right now. But um, I think if there's anyone that that you would look to about you know soul music and R and B music, you're gonna look to John and say, John, what should we be doing on this to make this sound a bit more like the way it should sound? You know. Um, so I don't know if that consultation was enough, <laughs> and no, maybe I, if it was clearly not, man. You might get like something. Yeah, you might get something. Okay, maybe a creative, still a creative mistake, but something a bit more <laughs> sonically cohesive. Possibly, yeah, you know, just I, I don't know, don't know. But um, yeah, it's interesting that um, Fred, Freddie's doing the the Aussie and Sabbath thing. He's he's following the the riff. Ah, you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As you know, just the, uh, yeah, ah, yeah. Normally, the clip than that. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I guess you could say this is this is John's first mediocre not not wonderful kind of song you know that, yeah yeah probably yeah this is this is his first kind of misstep or or mm-hmm. misfire oh if you'll pardon the pun there you go man harking back to his first ever track no <laughs> ah, yes. ah, 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 you're right you're right eh? yeah uh, totally man uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you should just spread your wings and fuck off yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> shit I'll don't worry about it, mate. You're my best friend, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's it, mate. That's oh. it. I want to all, mate. I want you and I want you and. Nah, that's no, that's no John's, uh. mate. You fucked it. <laughs> ah, bastard! I right off. Listen, listen. I want to break free for this shit, man. See you later. <laughs> Pure gold uh, for the listeners, there, man. Uh, Pure gold. I wish, I wish no I was the Invisible Man right now. So, like, um, <laughs> oh, that's fucking terrible, man. Yeah, so the, so the plus points, obviously, as Joe says, has, has got a real bass on it. 
Four songs in. <laughs> and Freddie's quite a good singer. But, nah, but right, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's got his moments. Um, yeah, and I, and I, and I like the, the solo is pretty cool. Um, and I like the it kind of keeps going in the fade of it, just wee stabs and all that wee bluesy things. It, it's pretty cool. But, you know, again, if I, if I didn't have to hear it again, you know, who cares kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame because this is a Queen album, you know, but. Uh, but no, I can't. I don't. I'm, I'm probably. I probably like this track a bit better than you guys. I, I quite. I think it's all right. I think it's not a bad track actually. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing on it by by any stretch. Not, not at all. Um, but um, I don't know why it's the worst thing on this. Well, I think a day. But the well, next we'll track. Talk, yeah, I, I think we'll. You know, we'll talk about right, the next track. See, but... I, I might differ with the next track. For I know. I Joe's all about the next track, and I think this is going to be a bit, <laughs> we're going to disagree slightly. So I think. But no, back chat. I think back chat. I, I always try. Well, I think I'm, there's a lot of tracks on this. I'm just going to say what Paul says. I is what I say. Just on my KB signing, that's what I was. That's what I was. Can't change it now, it's fucked, you know. Um, (laughs) Uh, Well, clearly it did fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) It did die. But no, no, I think this, I I find it really inoffensive. There's there's some stuff on this that I find offensive because it's either naff as fuck or really bad. I don't find anything kind of like quite like that on this, you know. I just think it's, it's just a. Again, if it was in the B side or something off the game or something, you know, you know, one of the singles and stuff, you'd be like, oh, that's not a bad wee track, you know what I mean? You, you would just kick along and, you know, whatever. But um, nothing much to in- instrument-wise to, to really talk about. I just, eh, yeah, it's back chat, isn't it? <laughs> so right. so let's, uh, let's crack on. Somebody, somebody's got a plane landing next to me. Aye. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, maybe me, actually. Sorry about that. Uh, Is that you know fucking... Is that you... <laughs> Hitting the bass on there. That's what it was. <laughs> I'll go back in time uh, right. and put some fucking bass in this album. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, well, tell you what, I'll start things off with body language. I know Joe's going to come in and he's got, he's got, a, he's going to present a really good case for this song. And and listen, nobody's right, nobody's wrong on this. So, so it's just, it's just individual opinions. There's a probably a couple of things I'm going to say that's going to raise a couple of eyebrows. But here we go. Um, this isn't a good song, man. <laughs> it's not at all in any any shape or form. I've kind of tried to hang with it for years, you know. It's kind of like for like more of my adult life. You look back, and I always like that looking back, going ah, fucking body life. It's about a laugh and all that. But the thing is, this wasn't meant to be a laugh. This was meant to be this raunchy, <laughs> you know, you know, kind of risky song. It's no, it's a fucking joke. It's it's terrible, <laughs> you know. It's it's. Um, <laughs> David, don't. David, don't... David, throw back. It's not without its charm in some ways. I mean, there's things about it that that, that make me smile. But like I say, I don't think that was the opus. Opus Mirandi. I don't think that was what they intended. That wasn't their M.O. Aye, aye, that's me. I like it. Aye, aye, aye. Um, oh, I'm going to write. The the bass riff is fucking shocking, man. <laughs> seeing the, <seeing> the... <laughs> no, no, the no, the main one that kicks it off. That's 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 all right. That's no bad. <laughs> See the bit when he goes into the verses. <laughs> that's fucking terrible, man. It's just such a bad bass riff, man. 
Um, you know the way the, you know the way get down, make love. You know, when Freddie's this is the song you compare it to lyrically, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Get down, make love is witty, and it, it just had something about it. It wasn't my balls. Well, there's that as well. You know, it, it, it's not, obviously, get down, make love is probably no for everybody either. But it, there's something about get down, make love. It's just. It's got artistic it's merit. Just, it's more organic. It's just, it just, it's just, it just works, right? I don't know what it is. That X factor, you, you know, who knows? But this is, this is just. There is a point where I think um, now I love Freddie's voice. I love it, and especially when he goes for it, and he goes for it, and they, you know, we talked about the hero on the last pod. You know, Freddie's like, you know, he's 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 making his voice bleed to get those notes. He does it in this song, and I think it's one of the examples, maybe the only example. Where Freddie oversings, he does oversing in this song. <clears throat> you got the cutest! <laughs> fucking it, yeah. it's Freddie, Freddie, come on, you don't need to, man. I know your voice is fucking raging, it's graphic, and I think that's that kind of sex pest thing that Joe was talking about. Right. <laughs> and it's that, it's the... Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I, that's actually one of my points about it, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, it's it just, it just, he does. I think I personally, just my again, my personal opinion. I don't hate this fucking track. I don't. There is, like I say, there's charm, but I think when you actually look at it critically, <laughs> and yeah, I enjoy it at times. I for for it's it's novelty value, but again, that was not the intention. So, um, but I that's body language for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. Well, oh, okay. Can I go? No, no, you go, mate. Because. <laughs> we'll, we'll put the case for the prosecution first and then you can defend it, right? Calm down, man. I'm not fucking defending it. <laughs> Let's get that right. clear. Right, so as David said, the track that you would compare this to is Get Down, Make Love because it's a song about sex, right? Shagging, whatever. Making the beast with two backs. <laughs> you said? With two backs. Oh, yeah. That's still one of my favourite sayings ever, man. What I will say is... The sex is possibly consensual and get down, make love. Whereas, <laughs> uh, whereas, whereas on here, there's a creepy, rapey kind of vibe yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when, when Freddie sings, don't talk, don't talk. <laughs> it's yeah. just before he's ready to put the ice pick in your fucking eye or whatever, you know. That, that, that song is absolutely done. You need a shower after listening to it. It's, I just wrote that uh, here. Uh, <laughs> it's actually right. I said you need a bath after you listen to this song. <laughs> it was uh, interesting because I, I was I was watching sorry, Paul, I was I was watching the I was just having a look at the video again the day. I don't know fucking why I tortured myself <laughs> by looking at the fucking video, but um just I just wanted to look, look at the comments. Um I think a few people said that I'm pregnant now. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> 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 oh, totally. oh man. So sorry, Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, and I mean, and it, and it got to number eleven in the American charts. I mean, there you go. Was that a complete bust in America? Was it then? Uh, but it, but like it, it kind of destroyed them in America in a, in a sense as I, well. I, you know, my guess is probably it went that high because they just come off the game, and obviously, you know, the game mm. is massive in America. Yep. Oh, the new Queen track, you can't wait, fucking, <clears throat> you know, and then the album, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk, don't talk. <laughs> Sorry, I um, in all in all seriousness, uh, I can't I can't actually believe what you said about the shower, Paul, because that's the first thing I wrote. <laughs> like you need you need to wash after listening to this song. It almost, it almost leaves like a 
a lubricant on, oh, I don't know, it's fucking grease. You feel oily like after grease, it. Oily after it, yeah, <laughs> me wash, definitely. It's, I've also it's absolutely no class whatsoever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Going from, going from a band that, you know, White Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody to, to this absolute Jesus fucking Christ, steaming tub. It's like, it's like you know, just, just even that, that fucking, just, you mentioned White Queen, it's, fuck me, it's, 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 it's Jesus and really, Christ. And really, it wasn't that fucking much of a gap when you actually think about it, man. No, it's like fucking years seven of... years or something, man. They go for seven years, to, you oh. know, to, to, you know, eight years, eight years. Well, aye, well, aye. Aye, eight years. You know, they go from having a song put into a space capsule for aliens because, you know, to, to basically show aliens if we ever run into them, this is human achievement to this fucking shit. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I it's... Ah, uh, oh, man, you said a lot of it as, as well, man, but I was like... Uh, the vocal performance, man. And this this tune is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard in my life. I actually just laugh <laughs> from start. This song, I love this song for all the fucking wrong reasons. The wrong reasons. <laughs> I, 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 it's like, it's so unbelievably ridiculous. It's funny as fuck. I mean, I just, I, I, I got the cutest ass I've ever seen. It's like, guy, I've never heard them more fucking convinced about the words he's singing and they're the shittest words you could sing. I, I fucking terrible, but the guy's putting more conviction into talking about this shit than he is into a lot of fucking <laughs> poignant stuff that's on this record. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's off the chain, man. It's hilarious. It really is. And, uh, you know, Brian, I've wrote here, you know, Brian, me and Roger Taylor were on holiday at this point. Like, they're yeah. fucking not, they're not even in the fucking studio. They went, see you later, Freddie. Um, I'm going to go on a skiing holiday and Brian's going to go on a fucking tour of France <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we'll come back later on when, when you know, <laughs> when all the cocaine's finished. But, uh, um, but yeah, but this album, this song, man, I'd say, I don't want to keep going over the same ground, man, but yeah, it's, it's just um, sexual aggression, man. It's just like, yeah. I totally is, man. It's like, like Aye. just like putting one hand on a wall and, and leaning into somebody and saying, you're meat for the beast. Your mind. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And, um, don't talk. Don't talk. Exactly. Clive, Clive Barker, by the way, Meet for the Beast. If anybody hasn't read uh, Cabal, read it. It's a fucking great book. But obviously, Cabal's not about sexually violating I'll get, I'll get a signed copy of that. Oh, yes. Really? Aye. Clive, Clive Barker's a man. Shout out to any Clive Barker podcast. Aye, absolutely, there. man. Clive Barker. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Brilliant novelist. Um, aye, it is what it is, man. Uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing. Um, I think this is... this. If if you weren't already on your hands and knees fucking crying into your, your vodka or whatever, you know, tipple you've decided to drink to numb the fucking pain of this abortion, um, <laughs> I think this would be the absolute fucking deal breaker. Like, this is like, oh, this band are fucked. Like, yeah. really are, man. Totally. But I suppose, I suppose as, as Paul said, you know, in, in 1982, you probably would have heard this track because it was a single, you know, I, so before yeah. you bought the album. But so you, you'd probably almost, like, you'd have heard the first three tracks, went, oh, no. Seriously, isn't even getting any better because it's fucking body language. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, surely there's a rock, surely there's a guitar here somewhere. They're like, it's the fuck, mate. There's yeah. zero guitar. You're getting in the drawer for the fucking revolver. Oh, aye, right. exactly, man. <laughs> oh, aye, but that's all so, I have to say. About I, you could imagine, uh, you know, something like Faith No More do, doing a song like this. And, and, and I, the theme that would be the sleaziest. Yeah, song ever like like the type of song that Jeffrey Dahmer would stalk young boys with. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, but that and but that would be the point of the song. Aye, that aye, would be it would aye, be like playing aye. a character that's that's yep, that, you yep. know, It wouldn't be I'm trying to be sexier, but I'm just. Oh, oh, uh, it's it's aye, horrific, aye. man. It misses the mark <laughs> really badly, man. 
Aye. Um, <laughs> okay, so that that's that's body language. Fuck. <laughs> Apart from that, it's great. Aye, what a track. <laughs> one more track to go, so uh, before we end side one, and the next track is Action This Day. Joe, I'm gonna i I'll come back to you then. Joe start starts off with Action This Day. So Roger Taylor track as as you all know out there. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, Joe? Again, this is a this is another song that I, I feel I could hear this on the game mm-hmm. or an out or, or maybe yep. you know a, an outtake of the outtake game. It's kind of yeah, yeah it's kind of got that that game vibe to it. I, I like this song. I, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with this song at all. Um, I think the I think Freddie's vocals are really powerful. Seeing Brilliant. the chorus um, and Roger, obviously the, you know the going back and forth between Roger and Freddie really works in this song. Um, it's, you know, it's got a sax solo as well from a guy called, is it Dino Salero? Um, I don't know who this Dino Salero played in before. Oh, is it? I thought it was him. I thought it was somebody else. No, that's good. Cool. Right. I don't know that. Right. I thought it was pretty, because this, this will be like the first track. I think you'll hear um, Queen actually got in another musician to play a, to my knowledge. Obviously, you've got Bowie yeah. later on in the yeah, album, yeah. you've got Bowie later, but this is the first song you would hear. You know, well, obviously, it's not staying power to start. Oh, I suppose you've got the guy from Shaka Khan. Aye, aye. I, I disagree okay. with that. Can I have a session guy that did stuff with Yeah, aye, of course. Aye, aye. Yeah, yep. well, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I've talked shit about that. Um, but yeah, but I, I actually really, I like the sax solo. I think the sax solo is pretty cool. That's so weird, weird, man. It's so like weird. a... It's like two saxes on it. It's what one lower, one higher, like an alto ah, sax. It's kind of kind of weird. I, I, I don't so know. It sounds like two different uh, ones, two different kind of pitches. Sorry, cut in, Joe, but it's, it's mad because it's it's that's the one thing that I think is actually terrible about this song. I think the, <laughs> right, okay. It's because I like the because it's a it's an alt an alt and a tenor sax, ah, an right, alto okay. alto and tenor sax. Because that's why because I always thought one was a clarinet or something because it's so high and the yeah. ones a tenor, ones an uh, an alto sax. But I think it sounds fucking awful. I think it's a terrible, terrible bit of music. I really, I, th- I really think it's that bad. And I don't That's know cool. about this guy. I don't know about the guy on his instrument. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's amazing on his instrument. The guy's, you know, fucking. I couldn't wipe his ass in terms of musicianship, you know. But, but I just think on this song, it sounds. Oh Jesus, it sounds really fucking bad to me. But it's, but it's, it's crazy how you, you know, we can all see things differently. You know what I mean? But uh, I, I, think I, I think I kind of like it because it sounds disjointed. It sounds kind of almost uh, horrible, and I kind of. I, uh, I, don't know. I, I, I because... didn't think it sounded in a good way. It wasn't even like kind of you know you could get things that sound like, like, uh, like John Zorn or something, but it's like uh, fucking chaos. Or yeah, it, was laugh, it was off the chain. Like, oh, aye, this, fair this enough. Is, aye, this is waking me up a wee bit. Aye, I think the I like the see the the, the crazy synth part that comes in the the, the arpeggiated synth part that comes in actually before the, the oh, sax yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. solo. Aye, I think cool, that's man. really really aye. cool, and it's kind yeah. of get that flat. That's kind of get that Flash Gordon. Um, yeah, synth yeah. that sound good. You know what I mean? The actual sound yeah. pretty decent. Um, and I think the guitar riff, the dun 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 dun. dun that's cool, know, man. It's good, right. Again, it's got that kind of Roger Swagger. I think mm-hmm. that's why I, I can kind of hear it on the game. Um, and but yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I, I just think it's a good song, man. I just yeah. I, it's not a great song, but it's definitely not a, a bad song. The the counterpart singing is amazing. Like aye, yep. Fred, Freddie's screaming and Roger's kind of mumbling in uh, the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of aye, question answer vibe. It's aye, weird, you know, aye, yeah, 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 totally, man. Aye, totally. Uh, that's aye, and it's got a good driving pace, man. It's uh, it's a it's a 
kind of classic Roger song, really. Kind of, like, kind of like coming soon, you know, they'll be coming soon, so it's like it's kind of it's just kind of dun 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 dun. dun. Mm-hmm. This yeah. kind of does something similar, but obviously it's not got the weight that like, something like coming soon's got under it, you know, with the production. But it's going kind of, to again that, like you're saying, Paul, that driving mm-hmm. Roger Taylor thing that he seems to always have, also being a drummer, that he write, probably writes from the, the beat point, you know, point of yeah. view. So, yeah, you've got to this point in the LP, and this track comes on, and it's probably to you, Rears, like better than Bohemian Rhapsody compared to the shit that <laughs> was there before, aye, you know? Definitely, aye. <laughs> I um, all right, nothing else to say in that nah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, 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 as I've said, as usual, you've covered the ground that I was going to cover anyway. And um, but I like the Roger's voice when he, he kind of double tracks the question answer thing. You know, right. this town, honey, is a big uh, town. Yeah. You know, and Freddie comes in, he's, he's, he's double-tracked his voice. Again, no harmony, just unison, but it just, it's just got a cool vibe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I've said, I've said what I need to say about this. I think, I think as Paul said, you'd probably get to this point and think, right, okay. I you know, you, and maybe you'd be like, I just, oh, what an amazing track, you know, because everything <laughs> came before has <laughs> just been so underwhelming. Um, but yeah, I like it live. I think live, again, it works better live. All the... All the hot space tracks, what better life, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, 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 again, back maybe, to the production being the, one of the reasons this, you know, yeah, yeah, the, doesn't hit the, the mark. The, the choices, aye. Yep. yep. So we've covered side one of hot space. And um, I, I thought, you know, because we, when we flip over to side two, I think it's probably sounds more like the queen that you're familiar with. So at this point, um, we've got the kind of the 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 you know the experimentation, if you even want to give it that much respect, <laughs> of, of side one. Um, so I thought we'd just take a wee a wee kind of bit to uh, it's pause to think about how the album or why the album sounded the way it does. It does. The common uh, the common sort of narrative, I guess, uh, through the years has been that Paul Prenter, Freddie's assistant put pressure on Freddie to, to change Queen into some sort of band that, you know, when you're walking into our gay, gay bar, as Roger said, you know, that's the kind of music that he expected Queen to be making and wanted Queen to be making, and, and so therefore Queen tried to do that. So you've got Freddie's assistant, Paul Prenter. You've got obviously Queen's manager, and I think it was Jim Beach at the time. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, because obviously John Reed had moved on. They had managed himself for a wee while. Uh, just before the Jim, game, I think, he left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they managed so themselves for a little or something, bit. Jazz or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct us or wrong. Look, we're not, I'm not an expert on the, who was managing who at what point. But certainly, um, if they might have been managing themselves. I'm not 100%, but um, I don't know where Jim Beach came into the picture, um, uh, to be honest. But uh, anyway, at the end of the day, you've got Freddie's assistant kind of pointed, finger pointed to, to the reason why the, the, the band tried these things out. Uh, doesn't sit massively well with me because I think Joe, I was having a chat with Joe months ago about, about Hot Space and um, you know, Joe, Joe, it was Joe that actually shone light on this for me and it made me really think about it. You know, you've got, you've got, you know, Brian, you know, so you've got Freddie and John who of course like this kind of stuff and, you know, never been shy of it, especially John. And that's cool. And that's what's produced some of Queen's really cool and diverse music. But you've got Roger and Brian, who are both really strong personalities, and they're just going to lie down and say, you know, aye, that's fine. Anyway, 
I'm going to throw it out there to you. Um, you know, Paul, Paul, I'll come to you first, and I'll come to Joe. Actually, Paul, Paul, what's your thoughts on 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 how who's to blame and all that kind of stuff? Because yeah. to me personally, it just seems a wee bit like they're not taking ownership over the. Yeah. the... It's 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 a little bit tawdry, um, and a wee bit arrogant to for for these guys to to apportion blame. Um, it's not it's not my fault, you know. Well, you're in the fucking band, yeah. and you've got a voice in your head, and you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, and just say, you know, it was a, it was a bad album. We made a bad album. Bands make yeah. bad albums or, or mediocre albums. And just and just leave it at that. Why start, you know, apportioning blame and and apportioning blame to the personal assistant of your singer? <laughs> I mean, if you've got to the stage where a guy like that is having any kind of influence in your band. I think it's time for for your band to split up. You know, yeah. you're not really a band anymore, are you? You know, um, it, it's just a beggar's belief. That's all I'm saying. And I and I think, uh, you know, um, I I think it's on the Queen Songs website. The guy who, who writes that, you know, he he mentions very strongly that people say that this is this is John Deacon's album and all that. It's like John Deacon hardly played on it. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, so when you're apportioning, you know, if you're apportioning blame, it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Brian plays and, and, and writes most, you know, his fair, fair chunk of the songs, you know, including Dancer, which is a, a funk disco song. Did Paul Prenter hold a gun to his head to do that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think just yeah. fucking t- take ownership of, of your yeah. mistakes or whatever. You know, it's all. Yeah. As, as Freddie, you know, Freddie said through, through, throughout the throughout his career, it's just you know, it's just just songs. It's just you know, why is it such a you know, you know, just 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 to make my own point for a second. Considering the way Roger and Fred, eh, Freddie, sorry, Roger and Brian have trashed Queen's legacy since Freddie died. I think it's yeah. about fucking rich coming from them, you know? Uh, yeah. Totally agree. You know, uh, and I'll just leave it at that because I'm getting angry yeah. now, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, listen, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll stand by you on that comment, Paul, and that's, I feel exactly the same um, on that, and I'm sure Joe, <laughs> I'll let Joe speak for myself, you know, and on that on that point. But yeah, it's a, it's a really good point to make. And, and I think that's the thing you mentioned about Dancer and, and I, I could almost understand if Freddie, all Freddie's compositions were all of that vein, and the rest of the, the compositions yeah. were le- left to sound just like a May composition or a Taylor composition. And in some ways, they do. They do. Sorry, um, and that's fair enough. But when you talk about action this day and the saxophone solo, that, that well, that's that influence in there again, isn't it? So that's yep. that's a, that's 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 you know. So you you could have said, you know what, Freddie, I don't want that. I want a guitar solo on this. I want Brian to play this, or I want. You know, as you said, they've got mouths. Now, if they were so fucked up on coke or whatever at the time that they, they didn't give a fuck, then fair enough, that's all right. That's 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 yeah. fine as well. It's okay to say, you know, Brian, in fairness, Brian did say we were all in a really bad place. It was place a dark time, time for them. At that time, you know, uh, even emotionally and, you know, I think the drugs were in full flow at that point. So, you know, so in fair, fair play to Brian for saying that because I don't think he was a person in blame, but... Um, I'm, I'm going to get Joe to come in here in a, in a second here because, you know, I think there'll be a few things Joe wants to, to mention on this. But, you know, we, 
when you look at that movie, that that movie that was out a couple of years ago, they they they, they quite quite kind of startly, you know, uh, put it all at Freddy's door. You know, yep. the, you know, Fred, you know, Freddy's at the the press conference and he's clearly coked out his, his fucking tits and and you know and. And and they made out that the band never fucking did anything until fucking Live Aid. You know, there was no, the works didn't happen. They didn't tour yeah. the world with the works, you know. So, yeah. do you know what you're, you're saying about ruining the legacy? That fucking movie, fuck that movie, seriously. Because yep. it's a piece yeah. of fucking shit. Yeah, and, I, and, and And look, look, we're not trying to be confrontational, but um, that uh, that movie, when I saw it, actually angered me the way they, the yeah. way they, it, it's fine to, it's, uh, you know, I know for, creative license you, you maybe mix up the timeline a little bit and do things bits and balls and that's okay that's cool but what how they manipulated the story and laid yeah. blame for a lot of things at freddie's door yeah. just did not sit with me right but anyway, i'm going to bring joe in because joe's just been waiting in the wings he's no no the chance to say much much on this given given it was joe that instigated this you know um <laughs> indirectly you know so joe sorry i'll, I'll let you let you come in here uh, i i don't really I can't really add to it. I mean, you guys said it. It's um, you know half half of this record, Freddie didn't have any any writing credit on. So yeah. how yep. the fuck can you blame the guy for for it being you know a complete and utter failure, especially in in America? You know, again, I I agree with you guys. I think at this point there was a, there was obviously a lot of resentment for Freddie and his lifestyle at this point. And I if I'm brutally honest, I think Roger and Brian probably just didn't give a fuck at this point. It's yeah. clear because they aren't on the fucking album for a start. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the, where's the passion there from anybody? You know, if you, there, there's no fight in this album. There's no. It just seems like they lay down and let it happen. And if you can't blame Freddie for that, because to be yeah. honest, um, everybody in Queen always fought for their own way. And the reason that they were such a great band is that it was the friction within the band that, that you know everybody fighting to to basically get their place in the pecking order, so to speak. Um, so I mean. Of course, if Freddie was given the opportunity to write, you know, songs that sound like a fucking soundtrack to a gay disco, then he's going to do that. But it's up yeah. to them, you know, that you know the, the the absolute mammoth that Queen were, you know, and you know the legacy before that. You know, it was up to them. To, you know, if they thought that he was completely and utterly off the mark, then why the fuck didn't they? Like again, I'm, I'm saying what you said. Why the fuck didn't they just step up yeah. and say, look? No, you know, Freddie, this isn't happening. I'm sure it happened in other records, you know, maybe not with, with this style of music, but in, in, in other different types of songs, they probably went, Freddie, n- n- maybe not, this isn't working. I'm pretty sure he said it to them as well, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's bullshit to, to lay this all on Freddie um, because the guy can't defend himself. Uh, and uh, and uh, you said it all, I don't want to go over the same ground. Again, go back to the movie. I agree with you guys. It was like, what the f- I mean, what the fuck? You're trying to make this guy out as if he's responsible for this and he's responsible for that. No. Take, like Paul said, take ownership for your fucking decisions. Everybody makes, most bands, you know, if they've been going as long as Queen have, they're, they've got to have a shit record in yeah, there yeah. somewhere or, or at least a, re- a, a lesser I record. Mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody died. It's just a fucking Aye, exactly. it's just record. A record. It's just, you know? just move on. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I, I see, again, I don't want to go too off topic because we're talking about hot space, but maybe tie into the whole, you know, the way Brian and Roger treat this record. It's, it's very easy for them, you know, to, to just palm it, palm it off on Freddie. Bullshit getting flung about and it's easy to tarnish somebody that can't speak for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you, you guys said it all. No, I yeah. can't really add to it, but yeah, bullshit. 
No, it's it's um, probably I don't know maybe the angriest you've heard <laughs> heard heard all of us um, on the podcast. And listen, if there's a few people thinking we're out of order and we've maybe crossed a line and all that, well, listen, we we made no mistake at the start. We you know the very very first thing we said was we're going to speak our minds, and you might not like it at times. And and I guess yeah. so. You know, there's probably a lot of love for that movie, and and if there is, there is fine. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to criticize you for liking that movie. You know, we if we it gets you into Queen, if it gets you into Queen, yeah. and yeah. it gets you into the entire catalogue and not just fucking yeah. five songs in their discography, yeah. then good. But yeah. don't sit, don't sit and tell me that film's um, artistically, you know, accurate, historically accurate because it fucking well isn't. No, it's no. terrible. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, you know, it's it's like we we're not fanboys, you know, we're not when we don't kiss the arse of Queen every conceivable point because that's that's I don't do that with any bands I like, you know, no, not and, at all. And and, yeah. and you should all, you should always have a cynical view of you know every artist you're into because yeah. you, you'll just accept any old shit if you don't. Yeah, I hate and blind devotion. I absolutely no, hate it. Blind devotion is 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 like it's like the the, the antithesis of creativity. You know, it's, it's just, you know, so... By any old shit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, don't don't watch it. Watch Rocketman instead, a much better film by the same director. Elton John, I'll need to check that yeah. out. I'm not, a bit, I'm not a big Elton John fan at all, I have to say, they, but, you know... They did the right thing. They made it into a... Fa- it's like a fantasy thing. Yeah. It's like, he starts flying and stuff like that, but it's a celebration of his music, and that's what the, sh- that's what the Queen thing should have been. Um, we might lose a few followers now, but um, do you know what? Mm-hmm. We're out here just to speak our minds, so there you go. We've done it. Let's go inside to a hot space now. So you, you flip over, put the needle on the vinyl, and then put out the fire starts. Yeah. You hear that power cord? You're like... <gasps> so where does it take you after that then, Paul? Another power cord. <laughs> <laughs> um, put out the fire. Um is possibly the second kind of political social comment song that Queen did. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, White Man was the, the other one, written by me as well. Um, and, you know, obviously about the, the, the gun, you know, culture in America. And this yeah. was 1982, and it's just gotten worse there, you know. Ah, <laughs> it's, it's, like it's still even, relevant. Yeah. Even more fucking relevant now, you know. Yeah. Uh, these fucking rednecks running about ar 15s and all that, you know. But anyway, that's a different thing. Um, it's a, it's a cool track. It's relevant. It's, it's great, great, um, great lyrics, obviously. Um, people, people say the first maybe a couple of lines are a reference to, to John Lennon being shot. Um, you know, uh, and maybe that was on Brian's mind. Uh, because you know, I certainly think so. I, th- I certainly yeah. think he, he was probably looking at gun culture in America after that, you know, and yeah, yeah, thinking it needed maybe a, a statement on it, you know. Um, the, the thing about this is, um, it's a and and spoilers for, for the works, by the way. Um, <laughs> this is a bit like Hammer to Fall, and that it's a heavy Queen song, but it's kind of weak and it's not as heavy as it should be. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the production yeah. kind of lets it down a wee bit. This should be putting you right, right in the sack, hmm. you know. <laughs> and, it's, and it doesn't. It's kind of polite. It's kind of like you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, polite like telling off, soft rock. <laughs> you know, kind of, yeah. you know, dialing it back when, when you know, the power of the lyrics and all that. You know, the music should follow. You know, in, in the same vein. I, 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 
there, you know, it should be like a fucking gun going off kind of thing, you Aye. know, whereas it's kind of, you know, polite and, you know, restrained. Um, and uh, and Hammer to Fall in the works is a bit like that for me as well, you know, it's kind of like the, the backing track's very weak, you know, the bass is should crap. I had, and, should I have been thicker and more, yeah, you know, more yeah. up there? And I, no, yeah. I, I agree with that, yeah. Um, put, you know, put, put a, any, you know, any kind of sound from the first four Queen albums, put put it on that track and it would sound fucking massive. Um, and, and get the point across better. You know? so I said, but it's still a great yeah. song, man. It's a cool rap. It's great, great, great lyrics and I like the song a lot, but, you know, bit of a missed opportunity production-wise for me, you know. Right. So essentially what you're saying is you get your rock track and you're still fucking moaning. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um... I I've, I've not got much to much more to add. Um, I, I like the track more now than I did because I, mm-hmm. I was kind of a bit more like, Ugh, is that okay? There's guitars in it. It's a rock track, but it doesn't make it good, you know. And I was kind of I didn't really, but having listened to it more in recent times, I, I actually like it better than I did before. And and but I do totally agree with Paul because I probably punched a bit more. Yeah. Um, that you know, there's 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 one bit in it with with Freddie, and I, I think it's a wee cringe moment. I think Michael, I think Michael was Michael on obviously the last podcast where we were having a wee chat offline, and he was talking about what's your what's your cringe moments in Queen kind of history. And I think I wouldn't say this is the worst, but it, it's one of the wee cringe moments. It's just the way Freddie sings. You know, you know, a gun never killed nobody. You can ask anyone. People get shot by people. That bit is particularly bad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but it also reminded me if you're, if you're into Weird Al, watch a movie called UHF, me and Joe. Brilliant. Watch that. Brilliant and, it's and it's the bit Brilliant. where it's like they've got all these crazy people that run this really independent TV station. <laughs> and they've got all these, these weird adverts. And it's this guy going, Guns don't kill people. Yeah, kind of dismissed it a little bit uh, at the time. Just like, again, I thought, that's just one of Brian May's kind of throwaway rock tracks that didn't really do much. But yeah, I mean, I hate to say it exactly the same, but I'm, it's, it's the same with me. It's like, after listening to it a bunch of times, I, I think the song's got some merit. And I think, you know, besides the really shit line that we just mentioned there, uh, I think it's, it's, it's actually a pretty, pretty good rock song, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Again, I, I agree with you guys on the production. It just seems to be just lacking some some fucking distortion on the guitars or something. I don't know if it changed yeah. the setup or something. Uh, it just it, doesn't have the, the, the balls. Yeah, did the, you see the story about um, uh, Brian was pissed? I played the solo. the solo. Aye, aye. He was having bother. He was having bother with it, so he got leathered. Uh, and, and then, they were all out and they was come, come in and it, it was like Mac had some echo effect or something like that. And, 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 and he said, oh, that sounds amazing. And he... Actually, the solo's fucking crap. Solo's cool, aye. Solo's brilliant. One of the best things about the song. He was very drunk at the time, man, when he did it. Aye, aye. Cool solo, man, aye. That was cool. The solo's the best, probably the best thing about it. In f
can go on that can, ah, can I mean, take me- that fine line between being yeah, really fucking yeah. shit and being great, I mean, you know. But I think the message is righteous, man. It's it's, it's fucking we, we would all right. agree with that, man. Gun yeah, control I, fucking yeah, yesterday, I, you know. It's I, you know I, absolutely, man. Yeah. And in nineteen eighty two in America it was the fucking anywhere near oh, as bad as that is now, now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that you uh, know, yeah. You know, we never, ah, learn, we never learn from history, do we? we never, nah, never. Well, no, well, politicians don't fucking... Well, no, especially those guys. And again, if, uh, Freddie's voice is fucking killer on it, man, you know what I mean? The, the guy's voice yeah. is fucking shit hot, you know, he's fucking screeching away and played that power that we all know. Aye, it's a good, it's a good rock track, but uh, uh, again, it's too little, too late, if you were listening to it at the time it came out. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? It's too little, too late. Yeah. But as you know, it's as it's, it's the first indication of you know. I, I think probably you would have probably saw the next track, which is "Life Is Real," parentheses like you know, "Song for Lennon." You would have probably looked at that event. Well, this isn't going to be a disco song, at least because it wouldn't be a fucking song, <laughs> song for Lennon. It's like, so it is obviously an obvious, very, very obvious Beatles esque vibe to this song. You know, it sounds. Sounds like something the Beatles would do, you know. Um, Paul, Paul's the Beatles expert. Sorry, Joe, you like, oh, Sorry, just to me, it sounds like Imagine. See the, the vocal effect yeah, he's got on his yeah, vocals? Yeah. It's very like the vocal effect yeah. on John Lennon's voice in the song Imagine. Yeah, well, in fact, maybe more Lennon-esque than Beatles then. Um, Paul's, Paul's the Beatles expert, so he'll be... Are you t- what do you think, Paul? Yeah, he absolutely um, uses Lennon's diction when he's singing a song, uh, uh, you get the way Lennon sung songs and the way he cut things off and all See that. See the effect on the vocal as well, absolutely, though, you know, I think yeah. it's very like, imagine the same sort of echo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's what he had in mind when he did that, you know, the, the, yeah. the piano writing yeah. and all that, you know. Yeah, um, totally. yeah. Just, just thinking about, you know, he's probably thinking about Lennon and that big white piano in the big white room and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where a priest recorded British Steel that's right, that's aye. Right, so, <laughs> Jesus, that's right, yeah. man. What did they call that? The White House? It was now the White House. The white, because it was a big white. The, 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 uh, it, was, oh, it was all white. Jesus, I. Uh, that's terrible. In aye. the white room. Yeah, I can't even remember. The white room. Yeah, uh, that's that's shocking. I, I can't remember what that's called. Anyway. Aye, well. We'll, we'll cut out so we don't look like we don't know what fucking talking about it. So, ah, yeah, I mean, I think um, lyrics-wise, it's quite clear what, you know, what Freddie's saying in the song. It's a price of fame and all the rest of it and, and what you need to sacrifice and, and you know, I guess I guess the, the things that, that you maybe need to keep hidden a little bit as well. I don't know, that's my interpretation of the song. Um, you know, the, ultimately, yeah, like I say, the price of fame. Um, I, I, the only, maybe... I think the song's okay. I, th- I think it's all right. I, d- I don't. I don't dislike this song. Um, I think the acoustic solo that, that Brian does um, on the break is, is quite cool, and tasteful, and you know uh, that I quite like that. The only criticism, maybe, um, of it is just I think maybe Freddie might have not been so obvious. You know, song for Lennon. Aye. I think maybe just yeah. call it "Life Is Real" and don't have the lyrics. Lennon is a genius, and it's still a wee bit too literal for me. I think you could have because yeah. the lyrics, actually, when you read it, are, are quite smart. And you know, the lines are some of the lines are really kind of you have to think about what does it actually mean there. And, and then you get body language. language. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. That's for the same guy, man. Fucking madness. Aye. <laughs> uh, do, do you know <laughs> what? Do you know what? It's the same guy in body language because there's a line torsos in my closet. Oh, 
But that's the thing, I thought I thought maybe he could have been, just not been so literal and you know, Lennon's a genius. And I get what he's saying, he's, he's shown his love for Lennon and, and what he was as a musician. Yeah, it's a wee bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, because like, uh, like I say, the rest of the lyrics are quite you know, you have to kind of almost decipher them a little bit. And that thought it's maybe could have just left that bit out, and you maybe could have interpreted it. And uh, this is something for Lennon, even in I think. I, you know, we, we we spoke about uh, on the Flash Gordon album uh, about how maybe they could have used orchestration more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe a track where, uh, you know, a wee bit yeah, of orchestration, point, given yeah. it as a Beatles, you know, kind of tribute or whatever type thing. You know, uh, you know, even like a, yesterday a, a, or string, like that. a string quartet or something like that, yeah, you know, yeah. might, have, might have lifted that a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, there's a there's a lovely wee bit of kind of Spanish guitar in it as well, and I was one, you know, just because uh, John had played on Who Needs You, I was wondering if that was him that done that little flourish thing. But knows? there's no yeah. information on this album, so who knows, you know? Um, but it's a it's a, it's a cool wee song, and it's like you know, um, obviously Freddie's very heartfelt, and 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 he, yeah. he uses he, he, he certainly pays tribute by using the same type of diction and all that that Lennon would use if he was singing a song, sitting at a piano kind of thing. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice wee thing. It's a, a fairly fitting tribute, I would say. Yeah. So at this point, Joe, do you think um, things are maybe looking a bit better? Things are lifted up a wee bit? You've got put out the fire, then life is real, you know, maybe ended or, you know, what's, what's your thoughts at that point? Other than, you know, your song, your, your thoughts on the track in general? I think you know this is obviously a, this is a more familiar Queen sound, you know. Again, this is this is the first time you're hearing an actual piano as opposed piano. to a synthesizer. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I actually don't. If I'm honest, I don't like the production in this song at all. I don't like the way the piano sounds on it. I would have much preferred it if they'd have just done it without that stupid fucking. I know he's trying to be sound oh, the like high a key. I, I don't like. I don't. I don't. It's, uh, no, it's just the, no, the, the actual piano sounds weird. It's like, oh, I, think right, overall, put, right, like okay. I, I think they've put, up, put an effect on it. And obviously, I know he's trying to emulate Imagine and, and obviously, and I don't like the effect on the vocals either. Um, if I'm honest, I don't like the song Imagine either. That fucking makes me sick. Mm-hmm. I, 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 ah, it's one of these Carmine like songs almost. Yeah, imagine, I, 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 don't yeah, like, I don't yeah. like it. It yeah. makes me vomit. So, um, but yeah, this song, I don't think it's a bad song. Again, another song that is dragged down by bad choices, bad studio choices for me, but that's, you know, that effect on the vocal and the piano. But I would say, as I don't know if you guys noticed this as well, um, David, you mentioned it, the, you know, the wee acoustic break part that he does. Um, it does, I've wrote here, um, nice guitar solo, it's the reverse, it's the reverse of Save Me, because in this song, it does the electric, then goes to the acoustic, and mm-hmm. Save Me does the opposite, it does the acoustic, before the solo, yeah. and, then, and then the second part uh, of the solo is electric. I just yeah. thought, I just have a wee observation right. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I, I know that uh, one of the, the, the few occasions, maybe the only occasion actually, that uh, Freddie had the lyrics before he had the music. So, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually. So yeah, yeah, I think he'd wrote it as a poem or something like that. Um, right. Obviously, I remember after, reading that, yeah. Uh, yeah, after John Lennon gets shot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lyric in this that fucking fucks with my brain and it's just like, I, I see what you guys think, see the, 
the breastfeeding myself line. That fucking line annoyed. I don't know what why it's always annoyed me. I'm like such a fucking crap line. I don't know if he's if he's trying to be smart and kind of like you know David Lynch esque and he's you know fucking you know, in June when the fucking the guys get the, he's milking his tits for the cat. You know just <laughs> trying try, try, try to be trying to be arty or something. But it's mate, you're fucked crap. up, man. Because <laughs> all I, all I go for that line was he was he was having to, he was having to look after himself and mother himself. That was it. <laughs> You've got yeah. Lynch the fuck, out. The fuck, the fucking servant, the cunt. Fuck's he looking after himself? You've got you've got a cunt with oxygen mask on. Exactly. But uh, I, all right, uh, I, I get it, right? But it's just I always thought it was just a shit. I just know I get no the metaphor or whatever the however you want to. Oh, I've remembered Tittenhouse Park. Is the name of the name of studio? Ah, right, okay, I cool. Aye, I mean, <laughs> do, I, do I think it's a bad song? No, I just think it's it could have been better. Just pedestrian, a couple, yeah. Aye, yeah. A, couple of, a couple of lyric aye. changes, and I would have probably sat a bit better with me as well. Aye, I don't aye. like that on the yeah. nose uh, worshiping it of Lennon, and that's not just because it's Lennon. If it had been about Hendrix, and it was like Hendrix is a genius, yeah. like fuck off. <laughs> It's just, uh, <laughs> aye, but aye, it's all right. I mean, I don't hate it or anything like that. Yeah, I think, I, as I say, I think some strings or something maybe aye. I've lifted that effect, a bit more. Yeah. Take the effect off the piano and the effect off the vocal. Yeah. Right. In fact, I will say, can I just say, I think a lot of the songs in this record, there's too much effect on Freddie's vocals, man. Like, nearly every right. song, there's yeah, a, a, a lot of effect. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. Aye. Uh, well, let's crack on. Uh, track number eight, Calling All Girls. Um... I'm going to come in just quickly on this one because I've not got a hell of a lot to say. I think it's a really catchy fucking song. Yep. It's yep. very typical of Roger. Yep. It's, you know, we talked about, you know, Joe, Joe mentioned uh, some of the, the, you know, well, Action This Day and, you know, I think maybe one other sounds like it could be on the game. This is this is absolutely, eventually, yep. sounds like Definitely. it could be on the game. Yeah. Um, I've wrote it's very gamey. Yeah, ah, yes, like, like it's a pheasant or something. I mean, but it's like fucking, you know, it's... <laughs> gamey, gamey. Aye, but it's um, great chorus. What a fucking Aye. chorus! Yep. Excellent chorus, man. Brilliant chorus. So, so is lovely, man. Beautiful. Yeah, that is, I, it? Love the, I, I, I love the. I love the acoustic chords. Are just the, the, the yep. kind of big Aye, chords ging, before ging, the chorus. Yeah, yeah, it's just gonna yet not. Um, I've always liked this track. Always, even even when my feelings for a lot of the tracks on this album were up and down and all this. That calling all girls was 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 one of the tracks I always, always, all, you know, one of the tracks on the the album that I always. Oh no, that's a fucking belter. And I, I is it a belter? I don't know, but it's a fucking really really good, good song, track. You know, no yeah. no doubt about it. Um, the the only thing the only thing I would say is just again it's a, I'm nitpicking. I'm being I'm being maybe a bit. A bit prickish about it, but just a wee bit at the start when it's calling all oh, boys, boys, calling all oh, girls, <laughs> girls. You know, fuck, black just, give bits to, just those two uh, boys and girls, but get them to fuck. Don't talk, man. don't talk. <laughs> exactly. So there's a couple of wee subtle things on this album that, again, but I'm being pretty prickish about it because it's not that. It doesn't ruin the fucking track, I mean, but that's just my take on it. Um, Wait in, guys, man. That's this is a this is a bit of a lost classic for me, um, because you know, as I said at the start, I didn't really give this album much regard at all. You know, over the years, so if, I, if I was playing any tracks from it, it'd be like two tracks or whatever. So that, that this is a track that I've kind of discovered, not even re- right. rediscovered, it's discovered. Yeah. 
and it's a fucking great, great tune, man. It's mm-hmm. like, um, a great pop song, um, and it's like a, it's like a welcome cool drink of water, and on this album, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, things are picking up. They put out the fire, and you know, life is real. But you know that we're finally fucking getting somewhere with this album. You know, um, yeah. a, a, ah, that's just possible. That's, a proper yeah. pop. Yeah. You know, song we, you know, that's a really good that, point, yeah. there isn't a lot of problems with, you know, or yeah. things, o- obvious things that you can pick out, you know. Because um, I think this is the first point you've got almost everything's in place. You've got the, it's catchy, yeah. you've got a, a really brilliant chorus. There's nothing in it instrumentally that you're thinking is alien or, or is Not, or fucking, yeah. a, you know, a fake, you know, a fake bass sound in it. It's all, it just sounds like a, just a really good fucking Queen yeah. pop song. Just, you know, and and just, you're right, probably. That's probably the time you're thinking, right? Throw all the maybe too little, know, too late again, as, as somebody mentioned before. But you know, throw all the bullshit out and just do yeah. a fucking song. A, you track. know, a, a, a verse chorus fucking pop song, yeah. and it's it's cool. And maybe maybe Rogers, the only member of Queen that comes out of this album unscathed, because he, you know, Action this day is a pretty cool yeah, song yeah. as well. You know, so yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, cool track, man. I, I again, I love the. Uh, I, I, I fucking really, really like this song. I think it's a cracking yeah, yeah. song, and um, I just go, you know, just goes to show Rogers. Rogers a fucking man, you know. It just, yeah. Even on an album that's as flawed and as you know directionless almost as this record, uh, he still manages to pull two, two of the pull two of the best songs out <laughs> on this on this record. But yeah, great song. Um, it's weird because uh, for some reason you'll probably just be like, you know, the David Lynch fucking comment. We need a podcast where it's just Joe's interpretations of Queen lyrics. <laughs> See aye. where the fucking takes things. <laughs> that be a podcast. How, how dark can you go? <laughs> Sucking your own tits. Uh, um, <laughs> but... Uh, Besides sucking your own tits, um, this isn't a real, this isn't really an, inter- like an interpretation of the lyrics as such. It's just like for some reason, I imagine cowboys riding into a fucking town really, really slowly in their horses to this song. I don't know fucking why, because it's going fuck, fuck all to do with anything like that. That's cool. I, I think the I think the acoustic guitar is great. I love the, yeah. the kind of the acoustic and the, again that that Roger Taylor half distorted guitar sound that he uses. It's yeah. very different different from yeah. Brian. Ah, they, they big chords are cool. Ah, like they're the, great. They're really the G clean. And the D or whatever it is. Yeah. Ah, they're, they're really they're nice and. Crisp. It's a really bright track, isn't it? It's really bright. Ah, so yeah. you know the track. Yeah. It's really cool. Ah, yep, yep. I and uh, I agree. Uh, uh, to me, that's a this would go in the game, no problem. You wouldn't even have to change any instrumentation on it, you know, no, other no. other than maybe make it a bit fatter in the low end. But I mean, yeah, I think it's a great song. Again, I think turning it on to side B, you're probably starting to chill out just maybe just a little bit, you know, from the absolute. You're thinking there's a bit of hope, maybe, aye, <laughs> you know, left. I, I get it. It may be a, a little, you know, little I'm, I'm, late, but still. Oh, okay, I'm not going to tear up my Milton Keynes ticket just yet. Quite, yeah. Aye, that's it, you know. Aye. Uh, but yeah, as I, as, and all I, can I just say, I, I quite like to see the the record scratch effect. I thought it was actually pretty uh, cool. Uh, cool. Uh, it's uh, messages, uh, this messages, yeah. that bit. I, I thought it's just kind of cool, you know, it's kind of, 
almost kind of it's not hip hop by any. I'm not saying it's hip hop, but you know, but using like a scratch sound. Um, Try me down <laughs> again, Queen. Try me down, down with down with Grandmaster Flash and exactly and all that. So we're moving on to track number nine. Three tracks left. So last palabra, stay aboard the words of love. There you go. Queen can speak Spanish as well. There you go. So Paul, last palabra, stay amor. The words of love. Um, yeah, that this is uh, as I said at the start. This and Under Pressure were probably the only two tracks that I had any regard for in this album uh, back in the day. Um, it's a great song, but you know, um, maybe in the passage of time or um, thinking about it more or analysing it more uh, doing these podcasts. It may have lost its sheen a little bit for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you a story. The other day, you know, uh, uh, do, doing my research for this, for this very podcast, um, I had it on and I, and I went out and I, I think I went into the kitchen to get something. And I come back in and, you know, the, the, the keyboard swell thing at the start was happening. And I was thinking, that sounds like the 1982... Yugoslav fucking Eurovision Song Contest entrant or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that bargain basement. Uh, yeah, the, sound. Uh, yeah, the fucking yeah. cheesy keyboards, you know. Yeah. And uh, and that idea was in my mind. And, and even when the lyrics start and all that, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's very simplistic. I know, I I, I know the reason why it is like that because it's conveying. Um, words to people who who don't speak English don't speak English, English isn't their first language or whatever, so it's very simple and all that, but I, I just I, and I, I couldn't get out of my mind that, that this is like a fucking Eurovision song kind of thing and it, <laughs> I and it kind of, actually, yeah. and it kind of poisoned the, the whole thing for me because for years <laughs> I fucking loved this song and now all of a sudden I've got this fucking, you know Eurovision well, it's the same crap with fucking Spain, crowd, every time I hear it now it's a fucking game show but um I, i've also <laughs> got this uh, and that's only occurred to me today you know things are just occurring to me all the time these days um i was thinking about you know uh, through these podcasts uh, I, i've been saying about brian may's songwriting style and i know david and joe have alluded to the fact that he's very reflective and sad and melancholic and a lot of his uh, um, songs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, this particular song is meant to be a celebration of of Queen's newfound love for the people of South America because they went there and they played in front of God knows how many people, you know. So it's meant to be a... This song is meant to be a celebration of Queen's newfound love for the people of South America in the same way that Teo Toriati was a, you know a similar thing for the people of Japan. I thank you and all that. But the lyrics in both those songs are quite sad and they're not celebratory at all. Ah, that's interesting. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And you're like, Brian, you know... What? Cheer up, you cunt. Well, you know, and, 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 and I, I yeah. got you thinking... What, it's what not like a it? We Will Rock You where it's like everybody together. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Let's go, you know, it's not... Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because yeah, yeah. it's like... Uh, it's not a football fight. <laughs> don't t- don't touch me now. Don't hold me now. 
then let us cling together and all that. It's like as if, you know, it's like a, a refugee Maybe. situation or something like that, you know, it's yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of Mixed signals. dissonance going on, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the way Brian makes songs. Yeah, and, 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 you know, as we mentioned before, you know, he did suffer with depression and all that. <laughs> but it, it kind of came into my head and, and, you know, and it's maybe just because us three are miserable bastards as well. And I know a lot <laughs> of miserable story. bastards. And I'm thinking, ah, I know why. He's half Scottish. Ah, true, of yeah, course, his yeah. mum was, was from Glasgow, wasn't she? Yeah, right, that's very so, true. Yeah, that's so true. He, he's locked in this eternal battle between writing like upbeat shit and all that and then writing this depressive, down, miserable. fucking miserable, sombre, yeah. melancholic stuff. So there you are. That's the, th- that's the reason Brian writes songs like this, because he's half Scottish. I think we should, and just on that, on that note, we should... Um, <laughs> We should claim half a Queen Sound to Scotland. Uh, we should also claim, I'd like to claim ACDC uh, <laughs> Scotland, Scotland as oh, well. Yeah. To make, to just, just to make up for the fucking abysmal, and I mean abysmal fucking bands like Deacon Blue, Texas, The Proclaimers. <laughs> well, fucking, the most, some of the nah, most... Nah, mate, The Proclaimers, man. The Proclaimers, all right. Deacon Blue in Texas, man. Souvenirs, oh, souvenirs, oh, souvenirs, oh, souvenirs, oh, souvenirs. Oh, souvenirs. I, I would love to smash that. You know, you bring up those three fucking Deacon Blue, Deacon Blue, I'd almost get a pass compared to Texas. Texas oh, I hate Texas, man. Oh, awful. But, but you bring up, you bring up, you bring up a good point, though, uh, Joe, there, because see when you think about bands like U2, the Manic Street Preachers, the Scottish bands that you've just mentioned, that there, there is a a, a kind of sad side, a, a more Aye. serious, a more you know Aye. reflective side to those yeah. bands. Um, they think about things more and all that. Is it the the Celtic mentality? You know, it's be, not right? for nothing that uh, Celtic music is is generally sad. It's usually ballads. You know, it's and about then, people who have yeah. died, laments, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I spend time getting. Is it in Brian's blood? Exactly, well, it is, eh? It's a song about ethnic cleansing, battles, God knows what, you know? A lot of stuff like that. Because there is a a tinge of sadness, certainly to to a lot of Scottish pop music. Um, You know, you think about bands like the Blue Nile. Absolutely. Blue Nile are really cool, man. Beautiful. But very, yeah. very sad, very. You've not checked out the Blue, the Blue Nile, you really need to do Blue it. Blue Nile are, yeah. are an amazing band. Yeah. I, I, another, um, band, another band as well, similar to that, is that I'm not a fan, really a fan of them, um, is that Fight and Rabbit. The, oh, yeah, band, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really, like, like, really so, sad. I mean, the, guy, yeah. the guy killed, the, uh, really terrible, the guy killed himself. But again, the Scottish, yeah. Scottish band and the lyrics were really grim, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and, and and even, you know, uh, Scottish bands like Churches, you know, they're, they're, kind, of, they're, they're kind of dance orientated yeah, and all yeah. that. There's a, kind of, well. a kind of sadness and, you know, yeah. so I'm just, uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying is we're all absolute miserable bastards and I think yeah. half of Brian May is a miserable bastard. <laughs> and that's why he can't he even celebrate, he can't, he can't write a celebratory song about the people of Japan and the uh, South America without it's bringing the grim. Yeah, the, the male <laughs> um, so I don't want to, every, every track we're just saying, you know, if it takes us somewhere else, it's fucking so be it, man. 
So, um, I my thoughts on Las Palabras. Uh, I think it's a decent track. It's, it's not, it doesn't blow me away. It's not one of those ones that that I look forward to hearing or anything like that. It's just it comes on. I go, oh, all right, okay, that's Las Palabras, you know. And uh, I, I really like the. <laughs> I, this has nothing to do with the track. It's just the, the top of the pops uh, thing they they filmed. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think they were actually in the studio with the, the fans. I think they filmed it. And then they yeah, they were there themselves. I think. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I know. I bet. I know exactly what you're going to say here, David. Uh, is like something to do with suit. Freddie's in the suit and he's got the the, the white trainers on. He's got the white trainers with a suit, and and he was a trailblazer, man, because uh, Robert Downey Jr. used to do that, you know, in the nineties and stuff. He'd cut a bit with suit and the trainers on, and you know the white. Tra- so there you go, man. It's a wee bit. I think this song's a wee bit different. It is a wee. I, I think I had take points. Paul's point. Uh, I think it probably is a wee bit. Maybe Eurovisiony when you actually when you actually point it out. Uh, but I do like the, the harmonies in it. Harmonies yeah. towards the. You know, I think a really smooth, really really nice, really smooth harmonies in this song. Um, it, like I say, it's a decent track. I've not got a hell of a lot to say about it. I have to say, uh, Joe. Do you want to do you want to weigh in here? Anything anything else to add? Uh, for me, this is the, the purest Queen song on it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, take away the, the kind of shite synths that they used to do a lot of those parts and, and replace those same, again, those same parts with a, with a grand piano. Um, it quite easily could sit on something like uh, A Day at the Races for me. And uh, and uh, to me, it's like the second part to Teo Toriati. And yeah. Again, I think it's just some of the instrument choices kind of let it down as well. You know, the the, yeah. the, the kind of the very dated synth sounds that they use on it. I I don't think it's a bad song. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's a decent song. You know, it's yeah. uh, and it's kind of fucked up for me as well with the whole Eurovision Song Contest thing, man. Because <laughs> I'm just going to hear that <laughs> every single time. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 I can guarantee if that see that opening, you know, the way um, Death and Two Legs opens with it. On an actual yeah, piano, they've done, yeah. they done that same thing on this. On a piano, they've been much cooler. And it would take yeah. away the whole Eurovision song. And, I, and again, it's, it's going back to what you said, Joe, at the start about the choosing the wrong instruments. Wrong instruments. instruments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a feature in this album. Yeah, really. Absolutely, there's a lot of wrong choices, man. Yeah. Yep. Next one is Cool Cat. Right, I, I feel like I'm dominating a wee bit here, but I'm, I'm, I'm just. just, just Look, I'm the host, but it's not my uh, podcast, but it really is my podcast. You're the gaffer. Dominate, you know, mate. Um, Dominate. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't do it if it, you really don't want to listen to me fucking ranting on my own for... Mate, you know, you're, you're turning into Freddy in, in body language where you've just get the, got us all against a wall. Like, <laughs> don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to start us off with, <laughs> with Cool Cat. <laughs> do you know the thing is, man? See if this was the only track that they went down that route. I think this song's all right. I oh, think yeah. it's actually all right. It's just a wee kind of low key. Oh, it would almost be a wee interlude on the Queen album. You'd be like, all right, okay, they've 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 mimicked a style again, and they've they've done they've done a decent job of it. And you'd have been cool with that, you know. I I would take this. I would take Cool Cat over pretty much everything on side one. Yeah, because it's just it's just low key. There's nothing that. Bad about this song? No, it's well you know, executed for what it's meant to be. I I, I totally agree, man. Um, and it's and it's 
that, that that's you've took the words out of my mouth, Joe, because that's kind of what I'm saying. It's actually executed really well. You know, the, even the wee the wee kind of sounds good. The guitar's cool, man. And the the bass groove is really cool. And Freddie's falsetto vocals are actually I really like it. I like this track a lot. This is one of my favourite tracks on the album. I have to say. And that's that's controversial. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. You think about it. But but what I'm saying is that they've actually got it right on this. They've actually they've actually taken you know if this if this was on the game right okay the game is with the game and you, you oh fuck don't put anything else in the game because it's all you know fuck don't fuck with it I get that but if that was a wee intermittent thing on the game you'd be like oh fuck cool Catman you, you probably would just like oh, one of these wee kind of you know so, no I, I think I think they kind of if they just did this and not did side one. Apart from maybe action this day, just had Cool Cat and action this day on side one two songs. If that was the absolute, you know, soul R and B, you know, fucking funk, whatever, but you want to fucking, you know, uh, you know, we we we're no experts on any fucking genres, <laughs> so to tell me what this song is, you're probably just gonna say it's fucking. You know, there's there's a point to be made here because because when the boy did Young Americans. He said it was plastic soul. He was fully aware that look, I'm a fucking white guy trying to do soul music. But what mm-hmm. boy did at that time is he surrounded himself with fucking really class black, you know, black musicians, funk musicians, you know, so, you know, you know, you know, Luther Vandross was one probably. of the band singers. You know, uh, it, it's like he, he actually got a, got proper, prop, you know, people that that, that did that music very well. And, and, I bet, and, I, and I bet you they had a, an actual drummer and a bass player as well. Well, know? that's yeah, it. It was a proper band, you know, uh, and that's it. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's why Bowie succeeded on Young Americans, because Young Americans is a fucking great record. Yeah. It really cool, is. Man. It's an excellent yeah. record. I agree. agree. Here we go. Well, actually, our hatred for a lot of the stuff in this, we've agreed on that, so that's cool. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you, David, in the sense that one of the few, one of the few times they succeed in this record. It's not like it's out of place. It's not like it's fucking you know white man or anything like that. But when you put it up to <laughs> put it up against the competition, you know, I mean, it's pretty fucking brutal that this song shines. Really, yeah. when you think about it. But yeah, they, they they took a style and they did what Queen do. They they nailed it. And uh, very, it's very minimalistic. You know, there's not really yeah, a lot yeah. going yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's just like, I it's like it. A lounge, yeah. lounge kind of laid back. Yeah,やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ。やっぱ
fucking overwhelming amount of crap noises and really bad sounds that are on the first side, you know, it's like just so, so bad, something really, really bad, really amateur, but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I, I don't, it was one of those songs I didn't really bother with, you know, and, but obviously going yeah, back yeah. listening to it, it's not offensive, it's better, like you said, it's probably better on, it's better than 90% of what's on the first side, so, <laughs> aye, that is what it is, <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the ne- the next time Freddie sings like this is pain is so close to pleasure. Oh man! Whoa. So and, and, and it's so weird compared because, to this, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, Kill Cat's fucking amazing. You know? Absolutely, yeah. it's the Bohemian and Rhapsody good, of the two. And that's, a, and that's a good point because in pain is so close to pleasure, which we're going to talk about also when we get to kind of magic. But um, that's four years later, and it sounds worse sonically than this. In terms of instrument choice and all that, because the synth sounds in that are fucking terrible. Ah, And and this has at least got a bit of a groove to it, you know, a a good bass groove. It's actually got really cool guitar sound on it. Again, it's a uh, cool cat. Jeez, remind me, it's it's a Deacon track in it, or is it Deacon and Freddie? Deacon and Freddie, it's both. Both. It's a both. It's a both. Sorry, Deacon and Freddie. I've used a second name and a first name, (laughs) but Deacon and Freddie. Freddie, Deacon. Aye, that's the one. And um, and I think um, again, John's. I kind of know what this shit should sound like. So this is. I think that's that, why I, it's this is probably. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably why it's it's turned out the way it's it's turned out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Cool Cat. Last track, right? Last track. We're going to come on to it. So under pressure. Obviously, under pressure was released the year before. You know, the, the album came out, so it was it was very much in the consciousness of Queen fans long before this album came out. So it finishes off the album. Um, Paul, I'm going to come come to you to to, to start us off under pressure. So talk to talk to me about this song. Um, it's almost too fucking perfect to even talk about. Um, this is fucking one of the greatest things Queen ever did, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's got an emotional weight to it and all that. Um, and, you know, and having Bowie on it, I think, you know, if you didn't have Bowie on it, I don't I don't think it would have that weight, if you know what I mean. I agree, I th- yeah. Uh, but Freddie and, and, and David Bowie together is, you know, I, I, I think at the time there wasn't really a lot of these kind of duets happening, like, like big pop, or rock or whatever. Nah, Peter, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, but that was later. That was later. That was like 85 yeah, yeah. or something. Aye, aye, of course. This might have been one of the first. And it's just, oh, wait a minute, you're fucking Mick Jagger and fucking <laughs> Boy and Dancing in the Street. That's a belter of a track. Aye, but that was 85. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That was another example later on. Oh, see, I thought you meant before this. The worst, can I just say, the worst best video ever made, man. (laughs) So terrible, man. Gold. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, in terms of the music, I I, I think, um, you know, on on the, I think it's the Days of Our Wives um, documentary, Brian's talking about it. You know how how uh, Bowie was in the the neighbouring studio or something, and they got together and the, you know they started writing stuff or whatever or kicking ideas about, and uh, he said that he took a back seat, um, because and you know God bless the guy because you know um, a song for it probably absolutely you know um, 
it, it, this song doesn't need guitars. It just needs David Bowie and Freddie. Um, it's as got far guitars. As I mean, you've got that. Yeah, it but... Chords and all that, which, which I love, by the way. Yeah, but but you know, I I I, I don't know what what it would have ended up if Brian had stood his ground or whatever, you know. Yeah, um, maybe put more, more heavier chords in it and stuff. It might have just lost a bit. Yeah, just, possibly, you know, yeah, yeah. Because, because the power comes from their vocal performance. That's yeah. where the power comes from. You don't need guitars in there. Um, you know, uh, and and Roger, he, he do, you know, he does the fills, you know, and it's like, blah, blah, and it's, you know, it, it's it's fucking incredible. It's one of the greatest drum fills that Roger ever, ever did as far as I'm concerned. It's just like fucking absolute power. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm struggling here because it, it's, it's so good, man. It's like, it's all, it's almost like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, it's kind of redundant talking about it. It's just like, it's fucking under pressure, man. It's just like one of the greatest things ever fucking written in the history of popular music as far as I'm concerned um, <laughs> and you know as I say it's got this emotional weight and it's like uh, but when you actually look at the lyrics it's actually nonsense it doesn't really mean anything uh, yeah. but you as a listener you're, you're putting your Issues, problems, and all that. It could be about you. It could be about You're the projecting onto the song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, things that are happening in the world. And you know, I, <laughs> there's very few songs that I know that can do that, and and this song can. I, as you might have guessed, I, I kind of like this song, man. It's fucking <laughs> brilliant. It's just and and uh, as we said about Bohemian Rhapsody on an eight the opera, and possibly also the Prophet song. It sticks out like a sore thumb on that album, and of course, yeah. on, on a very mediocre album, this fucking monumental fucking piece of absolute pop rock perfection sitting in this album, man. It's it's in the wrong fucking place, man. Definitely, but what a fucking song, brilliant. Yeah. What do you say, man? Paul said it all, really, hasn't he? I mean. It's just one of those those tracks. It's like uh, lightning in a bottle, isn't it? It's like yep. yeah, totally. Like like it's uh, you 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 could stick you know all the best songwriters in one room together for for about hundred years, and the chance that they come out with something as abstract as this as well, because it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not it's not any kind of style at all. No, really. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's a thing that I've I've think about it as well. It's like, what the fuck is this song? I mean, it's like. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like, uh, well, that's a really strange song to compare this to, but you know, um, Jesus Christ Pose by Soundgarden. Yeah. It, it just yeah. doesn't sound like fucking yeah, anything I've ever heard. Mm. It's weird. It just, yeah. it's, it's one song just stands in its own ground. It's like, yep. what is, you know, somebody used to ask you about this, you know, what what, what, what kind of song is, is uh, Jesus Christ Pose? I'd be like, all, all I could say about it is it's heavy, but I couldn't say it's, it's a thrash song, it's a grunge song, it's a punk song. It's just, it, it's just a unique Vibe and this song's exactly the same. I, I can't. I don't even think it could be classed uh, class as a rock song. I don't think it could be classed as a pop song. It's just what the fuck is it? Uh, all I can say is it's it's iconic. You know, it's again one of those songs. It just seems to always. It, it seems like it's unconceivable to think that somebody sat and wrote, wrote this 
this song, it just seems like it, it just exists. I say that a lot, and it probably, I don't know if it even makes any sense. I know what you guys. mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like a fucking force of nature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how, how, how does this, how does it's this almost as if It's almost as if it would have happened. Anyway, I, anyway like, I, it's like I, elemental or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> elemental sort of, I, you know. And, uh, do you know, I, I, I'm a militant atheist, I, I don't believe in any so of that. So neither do I, yeah. Yeah, so all three of us. There is no God, only science. Uh, the one thing the one thing that would convince me that there was a higher power somewhere is fucking music. The absolute yeah. power it has. And, aye, you know, yeah. things like Under Pressure, Bohemian Rhapsody, all that. Aye. Makes you aye. wonder, maybe there aye. is something somewhere, you know. For me, um, think I like the power of but, the but power of this no, song. But, you but, know. No, but the, but the, no, but the, I, I get what you're saying. It's like when it's, it's something that's monumental and touches you the way you know a song or music in general. If it's really something that you love, um, that, that's the touch of God, but not in the sense of a, a big guy in the sky. That yeah. uh, as in your human, yeah. what, what, that something you touches can, you yeah. internally that yeah. you know connect yeah. connects you and it makes you feel alive. Yeah. And this song like feels like that to me. It's like it's just yeah. full of life. And um, I mean, I love the whole song. I think the whole song's great. But for me, that it shines when Freddie gets into the ah and it goes right up. And then yeah. the later part of the and song then, together, then the, then the drums catching, come boom, and it ah. comes out. And then everybody's in and Freddie's fucking ah. singing that line, man. It make you want to cry that give love, give love, fuck man. I'm fucking yeah. well up even thinking about it, man. It, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. again, that that the, the the fucking vocal, the the guy had something. I don't know what it was, man, it, but it wasn't from this fucking planet. Uh, it, it had something that could touch your soul with his voice, yeah. and that's not taking yeah. away from Bowie. I know yeah. Bowie had a lot to do do with this track as well. You know, Bowie's really really good on it. Um, but I yeah. it's quite funny that, that when you really think about the lyrics, they are quite nonsensical. And again, but, that's that's probably but, the genius in it as well. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but, it should, it but, should it work? <laughs> but they seem to have a this fucking weight to them. Yeah. Aye, that's what I'm saying about that. It's you know, like it just but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's one of these tracks that can mean a lot of different things a lot to a lot of different people. Yeah, yep. yeah absolutely. Because, aye, you know, because aye. of it's the way it's... So open. I mean, it, it could be about homelessness in one yeah, sense. Yeah. It yeah. could be about, you know, Poverty, the fact that you're fucking, lost. Poverty, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It can, yeah. can mean so many aye, different it, things. It's perfect. I like Paul. And it's... Unbelievable that it's on this record, really. When I think about it, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. how the fuck, how do you, you, you know, you marry, marry this with, with um, body language? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and and I know, only Queen like, could fuck it up that that yeah. great, that that well. Only like Queen could fuck it up that well. You know what I mean? And and obviously, the you know the recording of the track happened out with most of the recording of this album or yeah, whatever, uh, yeah, but. but you know, again, a very simplistic bass track, but mm-hmm. fucking mm. played beautifully and connecting you emotionally and all that. And then they they, they play sense instead of bass. Aye, they didn't album. need to do that, man. Like, the drink, David, man. You know, yeah, what the fuck are you mean? doing, man? Exactly. So, well, I mean, it, I mean, the bass line was sampled by one of rap's greatest artists. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Aye. Ice, <laughs> yep, yep. ice, baby. <laughs> I I it was, uh, funny, I, but it wasn't the same because he added an extra an note. extra note I mean he, he, he kind of fucked with it a wee bit but you know it's, it's interesting how you grand, Grandmaster Flash sampling another one bites the dust 
and then you get fucking <laughs> for the lice sampling <laughs> under pressure, you know. The, the, and DJ Mugs doing don't try suicide as well. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 so it's cool. It's cool. It's all good. Um, but no, after listen, you, you, he's a both said it, and and I, I, I purposely went to you two guys first before I said anything about it because I was I genuinely wasn't sure how the two of you felt about this song. Um, you know, other than just the general chit chat about it, because I, I, I'm, do you know I'm, it's I'm like, really. I, it's a track that we've never really talked about. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't remember having a conversation about you, with about you guys track. about this, this song. No, so I suppose it's kind of the same for me. Because I, yeah. I, I went on and off on a tangent. This is a fucking one of the greatest things I've ever written and all that. And then I was thinking, yeah. maybe you think it's shite, you know? <laughs> even if, <laughs> even that's if it. we did, it's, it means something to you. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's exactly. It, man. Exactly, man. And I think, um, so I'm just really, it just really warms my heart to hear you guys say these things that, about this song because I fucking love it. I've loved it's it's one of the songs maybe in the last 20, 20 plus years that it's really, think, really, yeah. really I think as, you, younger, as you get older. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a uh, getting older kind of song. Life yeah. experience, you yeah. can put your yeah, life possibly. experience on it. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Um, you know, it, there's not I mean even to me there was a lot of placeholder um vocals, you know, with Freddie. Do, do, do. I'll, I'll uh, put something else in there when I get the words, but I'm just going to do this. But they kind of left it in. That's that. Yeah. I don't know if that was purposeful. You know, the kind of. No, it was a scat. jam. It was a, it was a jam. It was just scatting. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Scatting. Yeah. You know. So it's just whether they just. Uh, I don't know. That sounds all right. We'll leave that in there or or what. But um, I, I love that Joe. Joe talked about the exact bit that I had in my notes where you know I think in fact Paul said it as well. Um, the love, love, love. Because um, the big before that you get the big um, the big falsetto um, oh, amazing, note from Freddie. Ah, it's high and it keeps going. It gets higher. Oh, yeah, you know, and then it's love, love. It's wow. just it's just oh, yeah, overwhelming. Boy's voice is fucking great on this. Boy's not getting the range like a Freddie. He's not the same singer. He's a completely different singer, and I think that's what makes it work so well. Yeah. Um, Aye, if there's two guys battling it out, it would lose it. It would just oh, become like yeah. over, overwhelming and like the front. exactly, man. You're right, Joe, man. And I think I think you know what's cool because Freddie's been pretty much a lot of the time in his lower range and and a softer vocal. And Emily gets that bit when all all the band kicks and his Joe says, and then Freddie's into full voice. Yeah, we give ourselves uh, one more huge. chance. Ah, you know, it's and it's just like, man. you know, it's just like, it just really, you like fucking, you know. O- overwhelming. Brilliant song. Absolutely fucking brilliant song. And I know Roger, Roger's all about this song. You know, he talks about it. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, because it was Roger's original comment. The, the, the skeleton of the song was Roger's. Indeed. It is a Roger song fundamentally. And then the band worked on it together with, with Bowie. Um, but, you know, Paul nailed it you know it's, it's the most standout track on the album it's the best track in the album and and, and you know, I, 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 feel, I feel i've said this quite a lot but it's one of queen's best singles and it is oh, it's one of, you know it's, yeah. it's there's no doubt about it it's and i don't know there's some debate is it a boy song is it a queen song well, it's a fucking queen song as far as i'm concerned boy yeah. collaborated with him on it there's no doubt about it but if boy wants to claim it as a boy song as well then fair play man you know i'm not going to argue that either but I don't it's, think he did. Um, did, did. Did he try to try to make it out? No, no, was... no, I don't think nah. so. I don't. I don't think. No, just, just. I'm just saying. Uh, just hypothetically. Or if boy, boy fans get, want to claim it's a boy yeah. song, whatever. You know, it's, yeah, it's, nah, it still get, sounds like Queen to me. Still sounds yeah, like Queen. Yeah, I think you so. get you get some boy fans who who, who don't don't particularly like Queen or whatever, or think they're any good or whatever. Or say this is a, this is you know. David Bowie graced Queen with her, with his presence and all that that type of attitude. Aye, but that's, but, 
you know, but they, yeah. they, they, those guys can go and fuck themselves. You yeah. know, I agree. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, a, yeah. it's a collaborative that, effort. Yeah. Of course, it know. is. And and this song, look, look, this song would have been poorer for not having Boy on it. It would have absolutely no fucking no doubt about it, man. So, so uh, respect respect to all five of them. Yeah. You know, on this, you know what I mean. That's uh, it. It didn't need any, you know, uh, dramatic. Uh, although it has got an amazing drum fill in on it, and it, that that's maybe the only kind of dramatic musical thing happening in it. But it that and Freddie's big high note. It, yeah. It's just a it's just a vocal performance <laughs> of him and David Bowie. Yeah. That 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 is a performance. It's not the it's not really the backing track at all. But yeah. it's mad. Some, like somehow the backing track just. Doesn't intrude in any way to the music. It's the planets all lining up a wee bit on this track, isn't it? It's just a wee bit, you know. Yeah. It's tricky. You could, like I was saying, you couldn't recreate this if you tried. This is just one of those rare moments where, you say, David, the planets are lining That absolute magic in it, and, you know, just absolute magic maybe happened a few times in Queen's career. You know, Live Aid certainly been one of them. You know, okay. where it, where it's just like everything just aligned at the same time. And yeah. I've got, fucking, I've got you know, I've got a kind of observation, right? Obviously, that this song was you know prior prior to the hot space, you know, dropping and, and stuff like that. It makes you wonder how the fuck could they have sat in the studio and created that and listened to it back and then write the the shit that they wrote. To, to back to, to back this record, this song up, man. I, I mean, if this would have, why didn't I set the bar like ultra fucking high and be like, I mean, you need to pull this man. shit, pull this shit together, man. And so let's wrap this shit up. Let's wrap Hot Space up. So, um, Joe, I'll come to you first. Then, just summarise the album. We've talked about it a lot. Has things changed for you? You're still pretty much where you were at the start. I think. No, I'm 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 exactly how I how I felt at the start. Uh, nothing's changed. Is this a Queen record? No, it isn't a, it isn't a Queen record because I don't hear Queen on this record. I hear a, a band in distress for for ninety percent of the record. It's a band that are pulling in pulling in completely different directions, and obviously the you know the the, the lack of Brian and Roger's presence is a clear indicator of that. You know you can hear it. It's it's just not a band pulling pulling together. Uh, but I will say. I think this album is definitely worth for anybody that ignored this record. I think uh, you know there is definitely some seriously good stuff on this record. Um, again, sometimes it is hindered by bad instru- instrument choices, you know, that they used. But if you can see past it, like I can, you know, there's certain songs I can, you know, they're just having any redeeming features whatsoever. Um, but the, you know, there, there is ones. Um, Stain Power is one of them, I think. You know. Dancers, another one. I think you know you 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 know they proved that. Well, they definitely proved it with Stain Power Live. You know when they, they they just cranked that out with the in the live setting with the guitars, the bass, drums, and you know it just became a totally different animal. And it has the same song. It's just played on organic instruments. As a case on organics, not like the fucking guitars made a fucking it's a plant. But you know what I mean. It's like traditional. <laughs> it's, it's made out of synthetic. trees. It's not uh, well, it's, it's organic. Eh? Synth- it's not. Well, I'm trying to say it's not synthetic instrumentation. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think if you can see past that, uh, I think a few of the tracks are definitely you know they, they they're worth listening to. It's not it's not a complete clusterfuck, 
Um, and I do genuinely enjoy about half of it, which is, yeah. you know, probably, you know, probably quite shocking to a lot of people, you know, especially me being, in, us being three of us, like I said at the start, I'm, I'm, I'm a metal Queen fan, you know, I mean, I'm a, a predominantly a guy that listens to a lot of aggressive music and I can still see a lot of merit in this. Yep, it's, 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 it's a Queen album, no, it's not a Queen album, but I think it's good. it has got more merit than, you know, it's giving credit. There's a lot of things in, in rock music and pop music, there's, there's albums that you don't touch. Hmm. Oh, don't touch Hot Space. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't uh, touch, that's don't unfair. We boy who I mentioned a lot, don't touch Tin Machine. It's fucking terrible. Don't 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 touch it. And a lot of people criticise these albums without actually hearing them and actually yeah. give them give them give them it a, a chance. Yeah, totally. I mean, for what it's worth, I love the Tin Machine album. For, the the Tin first Tin Machine album is fucking amazing. Boy, taking a risk and actually, for me personally, it paid off, and for you mm-hmm. guys, it clearly did yep. as well. Yep. And uh, you know, so it's the same Hot Space. Do I think Tin Machine overall, in terms of what it was trying to achieve, is, is better than Hot Space? Yes, it is, because it had a remit and it actually did it really successfully. Where Hot Space falls down is it didn't really achieve what it set out to do, you know, and that's the difference. But um, but having said that, Hot Space, is, as Joe said, is not a, it's not a terrible album. No. It's not a good album, but no. it's not terrible. There are moments on this where if you, if you can't find any decent moments on this, we just talked about one of the best tracks, Probably they've ever written in single, in single terms at the very, very least. Yeah, you know, you know, there's something wrong with you if you can't find anything decent on this album, and, and you've maybe been too stubborn. But it is a failure. But so what, you know? Um, and I think what I did is is on the jazz podcast. I really went for the throat a bit on the jazz podcast because I probably jazz isn't as panned as much as hot space. Yeah. Had Hot Space been panned as much as, uh, sorry, if it jazz been panned as much as Hot Space, I would you be would really, stand up for it. Aye. Of course, I would, and it's the yeah. same with this. I want to stand up for it a little bit, but I get it. I get the guy in 1982 that aye. put on that and put the lean needle on and had, you know, staying power. I get that, and I get that probably still have a residual effect for some some Queen fans that were back there. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. just go, oh, no, that that fucked with my life." You know, <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to completely respect that and. Um, Listen, it'd be really cool if there was any kind of fans out there that aye, were there time, aye, and, yeah, and yeah, put it on the turntable. Seriously, talk to us. You know, and tell us your your, mm-hmm. your initial thoughts on it. Absolutely, that would be so so interesting to hear. Absolutely, um, but yeah, not a terrible album. Not the absolute fucking you know piece of shit that everyone says it is. But it's not a great Queen album. It's not even a particularly good Queen album. But it's it's got its moments, man. It's got its aye. moments, and uh, but yeah. Check out if you're not for a while. Paul, I'll let you finish things off. Yeah, like like you guys say, it's not it's not a great Queen album by any uh, manner of means. Um, you know the 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 disco tracks, if you want to, you know, funk whatever you, you want to call them. Um, they, they just seem about half-assed, you know, when you yeah. compare to what the you know the similar tracks that they did before. Another one bites the dust. Fun it, you know. Dragon Attack had, you know, a fucking groove and all that, and the, the, you know they were they had a bass and they had proper drums and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and these ones, these, these things just sound, you know, just uh, cheap. Yeah, cheap. And, and uh, that's an interesting observation because I was I was thinking, if you were serious about it, 
why give Niall Rogers a phone and say, Ah, exactly, man. I get the real guys in. Do you want to come over and fucking? See, he'd have made a fucking great. He'd have made it sound a hundred times better. Yeah, work work on the arrangements, even you know, fucking give us some ideas. You know, even get even get that the the what's the guy's name the. The dude that worked with Michael Jackson and stuff like Quincy Jones, something Quincy like that. Jones, you know? uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Quincy Jones in there, man. That, that, I mean, those those disco tunes would have still been disco tunes, but they'd have been fucking authentic sounding yeah. disco tunes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's it's almost as if they didn't commit to hundred yeah. yeah. percent. It was like I will do about five tracks, then we'll just try and go back, try and recapture the traditional Queen sound or whatever. Nah, you know, too late, but so I'm it, it's, it's caught between two fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to intervene slightly, Paul, I think, I think um, I'm always torn between, certainly doing this podcast, I'm torn between whether Queen's arrogance get the better of them, of them mm-hmm. at times or yeah. where laziness kicked in. I think there's a few opportunities where Queen could have, yeah. could have thought, you know yeah. what, let's, let's pause here and think about what we're doing I, here. Do you know what? Oh no, yeah. we're queen. We can we can fucking do it all ourselves. I, so I, I was kind of torn between yeah. what, what 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 one it was. It, it certainly it certainly seemed to be evident in, dra- in jazz. You know, it was just like ah fuck it, that'll do. Or you know, we'll go back to that later. But you know, they didn't or whatever. Um, Getting yeah. tight. <laughs> they didn't want to spend any more money. Aye, maybe well, Joe. Possibly. Aye. aye. You know, <laughs> too busy spending it on fucking birthday um, parties and fucking fucking powder up their beaks. For all we know, maybe they didn't give Neil Rogers or Quincy Jones a phone. Who knows? But you know, he just fucking um, laughed at them when they heard the demo. <laughs> I, I would, I would hope that Quincy Jones or Neil Rogers, the first thing they would have said was, "Get that synth bass shit to fuck, yeah. to fuck." And uh-huh. you've got that guy there who you know, he's fucking phenomenal in the bass, man. If you're Neil Rogers, you'd like, you've got that guy in there who ripped me off. Get him in here and play the bass, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. It just it just seems half assed to me. It's like you know they they ran out of steam with the funk stuff and all that, and then they just went back to doing you know A regular songs. tracks kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely um, half and half in it. I think yeah. it's half and half. Uh, totally. But you know, as I said at the start, it's you know it. There's good stuff on here that, and, and especially in the case of calling all girls, I, I fucking love that song. song. Yeah, and it was yeah. a song that I, I gave no regard to before. So, you know, yeah. maybe go back and try and, you know, listen to it with fresh ears. Skip um, a couple of tracks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe side two is a wee bit more palatable. Um, and then, and then of course the whole thing's crowned crowned off by one of the greatest songs ever recorded. You know. Um, and it sticks out like a sore thumb, but it would stick out like a sore thumb in most albums, you know. Aye. It's, it's an interesting... Is it a failure? Aye, probably. But it's, it's interesting enough. You know, it's like... You know, that this this band have given us some fucking classic stuff, you know. Um, one of the greatest bands ever, as far as I'm concerned. And of course... You know, I, I mean, even the Beatles, you know, the let let it be had you know it was it was kind of me- mediocre in places, you know, um, mm. and then they followed it up with Abbey Road, which is fucking a masterpiece. So that's hot space for for uh, us three. Um, 
maybe not the absolute visceral attack that maybe some out there were expecting from us. Um, I think it's got its merits, as we've all said. Um, not a great Queen album, as we would all agree, probably. But the, the, the important thing is take responsibility for your for your actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, own that shit. Don't blame it on a, you know, on, a, on a guy that can't defend himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Your big boys, you've got big boy pants. Absolutely, you know that. You know that's it. So totally. Anyway, so we're going to wrap things up. And again, uh, Paul, uh, I'm going to come to you first. I think you've got you've got a wee shout out you want to say. Ah, uh, there's a there's a gentleman on YouTube by the handle of the Happy Spaceman Reviews. Um, so it's a young man who's done you know loads of cool videos. But he, he did a video on um, this very album. Um, uh, there's, you know, I think it's called as this as bad as it says it is. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he does one on this. He does one on uh, Caress of Steel by Rush, and he does one on Van Halen Three. Um, they're all excellent. Um, this guy is pretty cool. Um, he seems so, like a nice guy as well. He seems yeah, like a great, yeah, he does. Yeah. So, so Giff has video on this album I, I watched because I, I I think a lot of what he says is pretty much what we think as well. Aye, totally. Yep, yeah, totally. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. So give that a watch. Happy Spaceman at Happy Spaceman then for that one. Um, Joe, anything to say before we finish up? Um, just uh, look look out for the the cover version of Stain Power. That um, myself, David, and two of um, our, our other friends, uh, Jim and Ian, are doing. Um, we've got that in the works. Uh, just doing it for shits and giggles. It's it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So and it's it's a, it's a metaled up version. So look out for that and hopefully you'll uh, you'll think it's fun. Oh, and possibly um, I'll just mention this. Uh, we might we might be um, putting it up for sale if you know Brian May doesn't cut our throats and all proceeds if we if it's allowed we'll be going to the the Maggie Fleming um hospice for sick and dying animals so it's basically it's for a good cause so we're thinking about doing cool. that so the song will be up for hopefully download if you you'd like to put it, uh, some cash towards a, a good cause for animals as well nice one man nice one Joe and I suppose the next album we'll be tackling is two years later and it's the works so Queen, um, Queen take a bit of a gap, um, not as much as a gap as that movie would have you believe, but um, you know, mm. take a two-year gap, take a bit of time off, and the regroup in LA to record the works. So yeah, let's see what what Queen come up with next. And if you're a Queen fan, you know fucking fine well what they come up with next. But you know, <laughs> you know but yeah. uh, let, we, but we'll talk about it, give you a slant on it. And if you don't hate us by now, um, and you're still listening. Given all our controversial opinions on on Queen and this album in general, then cool. But um, we never ever pretended to to not give it straight from the hip. So there you go. You can handle it. I don't know what to say. Sorry. Goodbye, everyone.